0: It's anime. It's weekend. It's Atlanta. It's a podcast all about anime weekend Atlanta 2013. And this is the Awesome Cast. <laughs> Folks, and welcome back to the Awesome Cast, your podcast for everything awesome. Also now featuring a little bit or a lot of bit of moments of chainsawing. As I'm Basil, I'm Kevin. And over the magic of the internet, all the way into Tennessee, we have Charlie. We do and Babushka.
1: That'd
2: be what? you Dylan. <laughs> Hi.
1: That's it's that's Russian for the have of his heart. Yes,
0: yes, yes, that is. That's very true. That is Russian for the heave of my heart. Uh, I'm glad that you are fluent in Basil-ishin.
1: I try. I'm, I'm. I have a. I have a rough. You can tell. You can really hear my accent.
0: That's it, it, all right. I'm. I'm okay with that. So, yes, we are the awesome cast and the Chainsaw Buffet recording about an anime con as we are wont to do. Although this time we actually did wait. Till after the con's over, so you will, in fact, get Sunday.
1: Maybe. Ooh. I think I stopped taking notes.
0: Listener yeah. who complained about it on their podcast website, and not my podcast website. Thank you very much. But, whatever. We were totally
3: there on Sunday, and sort of remember it.
2: I think we but, went to one panel. Charlie and I.
0: But, before we get into that, we have a couple of websites. We have, of course, you know, the awesome cast. O-S-M-C-A-S-T, and the Chainsmuffet, Chainsmuffet.com. You can find on both our websites all our previous episodes. You can subscribe to us via RSS or iTunes. If you're listening to either podcast, please rate both our podcasts on iTunes, all the stars you may wish. Hopefully that's five. Or, you know, frankly, I know all podcasts are like, yes, give us five. But
1: I'll take four. I'll does it not? Four. Does it not go higher? Because I think we've earned seven.
2: You know, I'll, I'll, I'm going to counter that because I think I think we should preserve the sanctity of iTunes ratings by not uh, encouraging people to inflate them. How how <laughs> do you expect a system like that to be authoritative if if everyone's just going in giving five stars? Right,
0: but True. I think Charlie's got a point though because since we they haven't rated us for so long. And we've opened around so long, but well, with compound interest, we're at least like
1: 4.5. I, You know, I don't know. I think we're a strong six. We,
0: we, you know, I, I could see that. I could see that over time. You know, once you add, yeah, yeah, once you add in the variables with exactly. the equation, but, with the maths.
1: I mean, Dylan does make a good point. If everybody gets rated five, then when iTunes ratings become the currency of the future, uh, that devalues the currency, and suddenly it takes like six. Uh, podcast to buy a loaf of bread and and then where are we?
0: Well, then we're doing a whole lot of
1: recording. <laughs> a whole lot of podcasts.
2: I wish yeah. I could buy a loaf of bread with six podcasts. <laughs> Usually it pays nothing.
1: Usually we spend money. Welcome to the money hole that is podcasting. Throw your money in. It's never coming back. So,
0: there's that. Uh, you can also send us emails at awesomecast at gmail.com. Or if you have any complaints, send it to podcast at chainsawbuffet Hey, uh,
1: we're just happy to get an email. <laughs> that is that is true.
0: Which or, you know, just so in case y'all didn't realize, that's why Nico sent one saying you know stuff sucks. You know, because he's jealous. Well, no, because he was sending his complaints about the awesome cast to you guys. Oh. <laughs> Well, but right. they
2: are right about One Piece. Well, we are.
0: I am right about One Piece, and I have, in fact, given John a story arc to, to listen, to watch to. Oh, really? So, yes.
2: So the, the great experiment begins.
0: Yes, it, it apparently was the same um, arc that somebody else we know recommended to him.
2: So that must mean it's a good arc.
0: Well, it is the Arlong Park arc, which is the first arc that the one piece crew actually sort of becomes a cohesive unit. Mm. It's the first time that, you know, the, uh, four, you know, dude heroes, uh, finally form an actual, it feels like they actually, if they finally do something where they finally become a crew instead of four individual people, like that are, are hanging out with each other and doing things, it's really the moment where they really come together. And so I feel that if no, no other arc can snag you, then, you're
1: stupid, or John? So this, is an, oh, this is an early arc. It is an early arc.
2: So, mm. is it acceptable that I just am kind of ambivalent either way? Like, is is that is that more acceptable than hating One Piece? Um,
0: possibly. I mean,
2: the thing is that I
0: really can't hate on anyone who doesn't really watch One Piece because it's so long. It's mm. been going on for so often. You know, this thing has been o- over a decade's worth of you know time. Really? Yeah, it's been going on since like '98. Yeah, one
1: piece I is old. I don't think wow. I realized it'd been on that long.
0: Like it is, a, it is a lo- it is a long running. It's an old show.
2: Wait, the TV show has been going since '98? Yes. Or the manga?
0: Okay. The, the TV show.
2: It's I graduated high school in '99. How is that possible? possible?
0: So wow, I think you like
3: have to like watch for almost a month continuously to watch the whole show at this point. <laughs> like no yeah. sleep, no no sleep, no breaks, just watch. Takes well, something like a month to watch the episodes there are. I
1: don't know if you had it on the laptop you could still poop and eat.
0: It's <laughs> true. Or the tablet if you have the right apps. Anyways true. um so that's where you can find us. That's where you can, you know, chat with us. Leave us uh the of course the Lee, toilet comments. Or not. On toilet or not, in a blender or in a cat. I don't know where I was going with that. It was.
1: Hey, <laughs> You uh, made it rhyme, though. Good for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so, proud of you.
0: Let's move on. Head forward, so we can get we can we can knock this shit out.
1: Yeah. Straight
0: in the moments of recommendi- I mean, awesome. It's
3: a moment of
4: awesome.
0: So I think Kevin and I. Have the same moment. Yeah. Oh, you shared a moment. <laughs> As we have We have both caught in the bug. Yeah, I could possibly oh, dig like in my brain and Pokevirus, think of... virus, I believe, yeah. if we go previous installments where there, that was an actual thing. I yeah, don't know. Yeah,
3: I could possibly dig in my brain and think of something else that's awesome. But I, I just really want to
0: say, Pokemon, pretty awesome. Yeah, the new Pokemon X and Y have just come out. It came out on Saturday. So it's only been out for a couple of days. Um, we've both... Kevin and I have only cleared a gym each. Yeah. The first gym, And he's a little farther than I am, but it's... Oh, like, man. A couple of steps, really. Like This... This Pokemon is... Awesome. Like, Nintendo's been on a real roll, honestly, this year. With their games. Like, this has been, like, the year of 3DS. If you're ever into 3DS... Man, this was the year to get into it. Fire Emblem was awesome and amazing. Animal Crossing was awesome and amazing. Luigi's Mansion 2 was awesome and amazing. And this one again, it's they really hone in on what's good. Blow it up to being uh, almost I want to say at least for Nintendo. You know I don't have the Wii, they had the Wii U. It's like a next gen Pokemon experience. Hmm. It's definitely a lot more detailed
3: graphics, and even with, like, the Pokemon battles, definitely way more detailed graphics than they've done
0: before. And they do a lot of things, like, all the menus are nice, and they finally have ramped up some of the conventions, the things that were kind of dumb to do, and they've fixed it. Uh, For example, uh, experience getting. Now, Pokemon, if if somehow you don't know what it is, it is a role-playing game. It's a JRPG.
1: For little or, Japanese schoolgirls
0: or boys yeah. or kids in college, I actually find that mm. Pokemon is the the
3: RPG that transcends normal boundaries of gender, age, and race, and just lots of people play. And
1: it. it makes everyone a small Japanese schoolgirl. I yes. like to think so. Yeah,
3: made me yeah. a small Japanese schoolgirl. It's true. Hey. I saw it, it was creepy. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, but still an improvement. You still you level up your pokemon like you would level up any characters in a role playing game and in previous installments only the pokemon that you were you know, that led the battle would get po- would get experience and if you wanted to level up other pokemon you would have to swap them in in the battle and they both get a portion of experience and if you wanted to level up another pokemon that wasn't actually fighting you had to give them a special item called an experience share for them to get some experience, well, they kept the experience share item, but now it's just an item that you toggle on and off in general. And if you, as long as you leave it toggled on, your the Pokemon who contribute in the fights get all the experience. Then all the Pokemon who don't contribute in the fight in your party gets fifty percent of the experience. Hmm. So suddenly, actually, leveling your Pokemon is no longer pissing annoying.
3: Yeah, I mean I don't know. Maybe twenty hours into the game, there's some horrible crippling flaws. But right now, it's shiny and wonderful.
0: Like I I am really, I am really enjoying it. The music is awesome. The graphics are like, ooh, it's all in polygons, but they're really nice, cell shaded polygons. Yeah, and all the Pokemon look really nice, and they kind of they move around now. And it's it's ah, it's man, Uh, this is the first Pokemon game. And I've tried, I've tried, I played Red and Blue, or Red, and I enjoyed it, but I couldn't really get into any of the Pokemons afterwards. I kept trying. I tried playing uh Gold and Silver. I tried playing Diamond and Pearl. I tried playing Black and White. I've tried playing a, several others, and I just, they just didn't grab me, but this one is freaking got me. <laughs> and man, it's 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 going to be a good ride and and you can customize your character your character can now wear clothes that aren't just like the stupid dumb clothes I heard
2: your character can now wear clothes oh wow, that's an improvement so it's, the best part
0: of a, it's the best part of virtual cockfighting and a dress up game it's awesome and great, and you can deliver your Pokemon sincere Omotenashi. Yeah, add a little
3: bit of Nintendogs the there, where you can like play with your Pokemon and pet them. And, and rub their belly, and then
0: they yeah. little little <laughs> music notes come out, and they're like, ah, I'm happy, I'm a Pokemon.
1: Can you force-feed them bananas?
2: <laughs> if you don't know about Pokemon, do you have any right to speak of Japanese culture? No. <laughs> Since no, we're just going straight down the... the- yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, okay, Nintendo, free ID, yeah, Pokemon dating sim. <laughs> It'll be horrible, but you will make so much money. Just to- EDP, It'll
0: will be Pokep, Poke. Oh wait, that sounds like <laughs> I mean, wrong, incorrect. Um, but not wrong. <laughs>
1: Pokemon <laughs> dating sim.
3: Oh. Uh, you know, Nintendo, if you want to throw away all dignity,
0: uh, there's
1: your. They call it maker.
0: Pokemon Snap Two, so people will buy it anyways. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's
2: our, our moment of awesome. Yeah. So, Dylan, um, I'm going to uh, recycle the recommendation I just gave on uh, Chainsaw Buffet, which is itself. A recycling of the segment I did. Um, Penny Arcade did a, uh, did a comic, I think on Friday, um, where they kind of, uh, talked about how, uh, complicated that uh, Battlestar Galactica, the board game is. So, um, I'm going to recommend Battlestar Galactica, the board game. Um, although to, to, to counteract the comic, maybe don't use, like, two extra expansion options because that gets super complicated. And um, I, I find it takes less than an hour to set up if you uh, keep all your tokens in a nice plastic, uh, divided plastic uh, tackle box type of thing.
0: Now, I do have a question, and maybe this was also recycled on the Chains of Warfare podcast that you can find at chainsmuffet.com. All right. If... I've never watched Battlestar Galactica, the old one or the new one. Why do I care?
2: Um, because this is a uh, well. For one thing, I'll start off by saying uh, when I first played the board game, I had never seen Battlestar Galactica, and I watched the show because of the board game. Um, just to see, there's if you, especially if you buy the base game, there's not a lot of spoilers. But what it is is um, it, it's kind of like a very, very complicated uh, game of Are You a Werewolf or even The Resistance where you're trying to root out the traitors. But what you're really trying to do is, you know, get the Galactica to Earth and every round something horrible happens. And all the players and, and what I really like is all the players are involved in almost every decision. Um because it usually involves a skill check or something like that, where everyone has to play cards. Um,
3: I did see a video from a, a web blogger who was playing a game of this with some his, of his friends. It looked like, if you got the right group of people playing it, it looked like it was a lot of fun.
2: Yes. Um, it, it's definitely one, like, I, I played it, uh, Chad and I played it with a couple other people. I can't remember if you ever played that, Charlie, did you? Which game? Battlestar Galactica.
1: Oh yeah, that's the one you've been talking about for the last whoever knows how long. Um, yeah, I played it with you and Chad once.
2: Okay, the, the it times we felt
1: tedious.
2: It part of the reason was because Chad and I play it so infrequently that you know for a while there we had to look almost everything up. Um, I played it at MomoCon a couple of years ago with someone who actually knew and like everything clicked because there was someone who actually knew what they were doing and didn't have to look everything up. Um,
0: Now, if you were to recommend a similar space themed game, but that's a bit simpler, maybe get someone into it before, give them the mother load that is Battlestar.
2: You know, I I wouldn't recommend a space themed game because this, this doesn't have to be space themed. Um, It's really the, the trader mechanic. That's awesome. Um, if you, if you go watch, uh, Tabletop just did an episode on Shadows Over Camelot, which I've never played, but I hear is like a lot like it, but slightly, I I think, uh, Tycho in his blog post even called Battlestar Galactica like Shadows Over Camelot Hyper X, you know, tournament edition or something. (laughs) Um, I would recommend playing the Resistance. Because it's got a little more structure than Are You a Werewolf? Have you guys ever played Are You a Werewolf? Do you know what I'm... No. Are you um, yeah, a werewolf? I know, I'm I mean, a werewolf, could, could, but... What, what? No. What? Everyone, what?
1: Everyone thinks I'm the werewolf.
2: It, it's it's basically a game where certain people are traders and certain people are villagers and the villagers have to find out who...
1: Those traders happen to be werewolves.
2: Yes. Werewolves kill a villager, villagers decide who to lynch, um... And maybe it's another villager. Maybe it's a werewolf. You kind of have to create your own context. (laughs)
1: The answer is it's always me.
3: When someone else.
2: (laughs) Um, But um, the resistance is really good because, you know, you have to assemble a team of operatives. Everyone has to vote on the team. You have to complete quests. There's a little more structure um, instead of people just like pointing fingers at the same people every time. But, yeah, if, if, if you were going to ease into it, I would say The Resistance.
0: All right, all right. All right, Charlie.
1: What? What do you got? What you got for us? Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll throw out three really quick ones. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the game Betrayal at House on the Hill. We brought it up a couple times in the last episode or the episode we just recorded. but
2: You guys are did- getting the leftovers, by the way.
1: Yeah. that's what <laughs> that's what we should call we'll call this the doggy bag
2: um we just just finished recording here's the
1: thing that we didn't we didn't really discuss
2: betrayal and I should he, have brought up a couple of times in the dice pile
1: but that is a that is a really really great board game I oh look, wait, wait, wait wait let's 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 stop right here let's stop right
0: here right now how in the hell is shadowrun never brought up in the dice pile
2: <laughs> Chad's the only the, one who's really played it I think. how the
0: fucking hell so you know, what's the best system that marries its rules
1: and its setting and it's not fucking Shadowrun? Shadowrun's a good game, I won't lie. But it has been a very long time since I played it. Okay. I have
2: only rolled up characters. I don't think we ever got to play because this was back in the the you know, like the early days of high school where getting together with people meant, you know, like parents approving it and in some cases driving us around so it's like, for playing an RPG, uh, you know, in high school, it's really hard to get people together. In college, it's suddenly easier, and now everyone has lives, so it's harder again. But that has I'm, nothing to do with Charlie's recommendations.
0: That, that, that's cool. I'm I, Sorry, it, it's, been, it's on my mind, and, and sometimes I might be listening to y'all's podcast while driving down the road, and i be like, alright, now they're going to say Shadowrun. What the fuck? They're going say Shadowrun! How, how did this I, work in, really? Yes, I good it Mage is good. I like I liked Mage 2 growing up. But what about Shadowrun? Okay.
1: Okay, uh, that's what we need to do. next next episode we're going to tell Chad that we're going to do a uh, episode or, or a segment completely on Shadowrun and nothing else.
3: <laughs> uh, Shadowrun is pretty cool.
1: Okay, like but
0: you were saying, Charlie.
1: Oh, uh the House on the Hill is a is a really really good uh board game. It's one of my all-time favorites um for a number of reasons that you get to build the board as you go every game that one of the players and you never know who starting off is eventually going to turn traitor on everybody else which completely changes the game when that happens um really creepy crap happens to you i mean it's it's so good and then when somebody does turn traitor you basically get a whole scenario to play out and the rule book has like forty or fifty, I think, different scenarios that play like any number of sci-fi or horror movie basically. And it's oh man, it's good. It's just good. So we'll leave it at that.
0: Alright, so we're only getting one from Charlie. Oh, oh. would you like more? Okay. Well, did you, you mention said three. Did all right well, well oh. all I wanna know is did you mention the other two on the Chance Buffet? Yes. Then, if you would like to hear more, go go listen to the Chains of Buffet podcast at ChainsofBuffet.com. There you Find go. Find out if you are a werewolf. Answers are, yes.
3: yes, you are.
0: More. Yep, prepare to be lynched. <laughs> so, with that, we're going to take an audio interlude, and then we will be talking about Anime Weekend Atlanta. Dun, dun, dun. In the year... 2013, because that was the year that it happened in. That's the year it is now. (laughs) Yes, and we'll release the year that it is now. Yes, 2013, because we do that now. The awesome cast (laughs) releasing our podcast in the same year we record
1: them.
2: I think every cast now with improved release schedule. Every, every podcast has to go through those dark times where – because we did it for a while where I was just like, man, editing stuff is so tedious. Hey,
0: I'm we've gonna... now got a sign on our website saying that how many podcasts we get done in a row. We, uh, have now, yes. we, we, have now, we are now claiming that. We are now owning on it.
2: Eventually, you come through the dark night of the podcast soul, and you're better for it. You're a better, stronger podcast, and but you still be... have to go through it.
0: So really interesting, considering that we're recording this now. That means Anna has to get—I to upload to Anna and then watch her edit it and get to me in time tomorrow to upload it and post it. Anyways, we'll get—you'll find out whether it's a number three on the sign or number zero on the sign. <laughs> yeah, when this episode goes up, but it's but but it's but <laughs> now A W A music go. back. So, uh, basics out of the way first. And we can Atlanta, September 27th through 29th 2013 in the Renaissance Waverly Hotel and Cobb Galleria Center. Um, and, and there's a few couple of, um, things, uh, info bits I'd like to put out before we really get into it. And that is Um, attendance numbers, because I I do think that's kind of important, especially in this year. Especially in this year. Last year, in 2012, they had 13,472 paid attendees. That is what they announced as their final number. In 2013, they announced 18,363 warm bodies. They're not counting the zombies. Now, what does that mean?
2: I, well, a, I want to point out one thing. That's like a third of the size of DragonCon, apparently.
0: Like, well, what I want to point out, <laughs> in case people don't understand why there is there is two quantifiers there. There are two. There is warm bodies and paid attendees. Paid attendees is exactly what it is. It's just paid attendees. Warm bodies includes everybody. That includes staff. That includes guests. That includes includes all comp badges, whether the panelist, industry, or whatever. That is everyone in the convention taking up space. And it is, I find it interesting that they went from one barometer of talking about their attendance to another one, which does make sense as AWA is now under slightly different ownership.
2: Interesting. Hmm. I didn't realize they had changed that.
0: Um... Yeah, as far as I understand, AEW, um, not
1: it's not entirely. Oh, no, no, I, I
2: I didn't realize they had changed the attendance figures. I, I also didn't realize they had changed ownership. Really, but you know, yes, well, I thought they, it was
1: one director sold his share, um, uh, something like that.
0: But oh. I believe the director that sold his share was pretty important. Oh, gotcha. And so it is a little bit more of a, a a more of a. So I think this is sort of a year where A.D. Boy was sort of refining itself, mm. and you do see a couple of different um, changes that we'll probably talk about. Um, and one of the things that I should also point out before I really get into convention, this convention talking is a couple of disclaimers. First off, none of us went as media.
2: True. None, so. of, us,
0: none of us went as media, even though we're covering it as if we were media. Uh, partially because, well, entirely because anyway, stance on media has changed where now you have to get uh, pretty much killed. All most nerd media that is around, especially like podcasts.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, just the amount of hits they're expecting. Um, I don't think it even works for podcasting. No. Um, as I explained to you guys, we were actually at the convention you know, a uh, podcast doesn't work off hits. We work off downloads of from an RSS feed. Like so, you yeah. so if people have plugged in their RSS feed from like iTunes or uh, some other Android podcatcher, we're probably not getting those hits that they're expecting out of us. True. And so that just doesn't work. And even then, like you know, for example. I believe A.W.O., which is one of the bigger podcasts around, they went as press from Otaku USA magazine and panelists. Uh Oh. And then Kevin and I did go as panelists. So that said, and then the other uh, caveat I do want to mention is that, yes, uh, both Kevin and I are staff for Hamacon, which is our local anime con. And I am one of the main directors for Hamacon but I am not speaking for Hamacon in any form or fashion when I'm talking about anyway on this podcast. Okay. That said, but yes, Dylan, to uh, point that out. Yes. You have gone from potentially, you know, 13, uh, to 14,000 people to, uh, 18,000 people.
2: I didn't know that they changed kind of the, the metric they were using. Like you said
0: now, like, if, but even if, even if we say, let's say a thousand people represents all that other stuff,
2: they they still grew quite a bit, and it was evident oh, yeah. from from being at the con. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was ginormous in in size, and I think it is more than even they were expecting. Even Friday was
3: pretty packed.
0: Now, yeah. and to further exemplify this. Um, these are based off numbers published by the Waverly and the Galleria themselves. In total, hmm. for event space, uh, and this is not this is including all panel rooms and event rooms. Not this is not including stuff like their AMV room or video rooms or gaming or dealer's room or R S Alley. But still, all the event space you're looking at probably just under five thousand seats. Uh, hmm. that, that will be filled up uh, at the convention. 5,000. Now, and even if we extrapolate, say, let's double that to include all the other spaces, that's still 10,000. You still have a good 7,000 more people who've got to find places to go. Conservatively, 7,000. <laughs> let's say, even if it's, you know, 15,000 spaces for people to go. That's still 2,000 people that still need places to go. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, you've taken, you know, that that con now needs way more space than I think they ever yeah. thought about.
2: And I believe that was why uh, pre-reg went up so much for 2014.
0: Well, uh, they, they straight up. Actually, called them. They actually posted a, a, a announcement about that. Actually, yeah,
2: that's 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 what I was referring to.
0: Where they were, yeah. um, they weren't really raising their prices throughout the year, throughout the years. Um, they were still keeping them pretty low, and they were sort of pricing themselves out of commission. I, I I'm I'm guessing. And the reason why I say is this: anyway, while they are partially in a hotel. And you can uh, get cheaper space with more hotel rooms that you can book out. And so I'm sure they're getting a great deal on the Waverly. Yeah. However, they're connected to a convention center. And a convention center, you're just paying out cash. Yeah, convention centers are expensive. You're just spending money to pay for space. And they ran out of space at the Waverly... Years and years and years ago, the only place they have the room to grow has been that convention center, mm. and every time they grow, they're spending more and more money on that convention center, and they nickel and dime you like the crazy. Most convention centers, I can't speak yeah. of experience for it any way, but I can say convention centers convention centers in general cost money. Yeah, anything anything you want will cost money. Like
3: there's <laughs> nothing gratis. Like you need. You need an extra power strip.
0: Well, that's more money, you know. Yeah. Like that. And so if they're keeping their costs lower than they should while they're spending more and more money on that convention center, then I I can see why they're sort of like, okay, guys, we we need to raise some prices or else we cannot pay for what we're trying to do. Because it's also a case of another thing is that you kind of have to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Like you can't. Downgrade your con, like if you set a if you set a bar that people expect you to meet that bar forever forward, and if you keep it's so like you raise that bar, and if you keep raising that bar and you can never lower that bar, that's again once again that's more gas that's more money, that's more whatever, you know, you, something has to either either they had to downgrade themselves, either downgrade yourselves, or charge more money. And they obviously went the charge more money route. Which they say is still competitive with other conventions of similar size, which is probably true, although admittedly I did not look that, look into that those
2: prices. I think they were $35 this year, because I actually did pre-reg next year for next year.
0: Oh, no, I can tell you the prices. I, I meant if oh. they were, in fact, competitive with other cons, but probably they were. Okay. Um, right now... If you were go to if you were to reserve uh, or get a ticket for eighty fourteen until January first, it's forty two dollars. It is forty eight through July first and fifty five through August thirtieth. Um, and I'm looking at um, that's on the anime page. So that still isn't for you know an almost you know twenty thousand person anime con. That still is not a bad price. So, yeah. Like, I mean, for example, Otacon was like, it was like 80 bucks or 100 or something. I want to say something like really, really expensive. I mean, granted, it's it's a much bigger convention. It's like twice the size. yeah. But, you know, its costs were like almost double too. Yeah. So, so there is that. Thoughts? Squirrels. Squirrels. Yeah, squirrels. Sir, so I, I did want to before we really go into any you know netscraft, I just really just want to throw all that info out there.
2: Oh, I'm, I'm I, I wasn't complaining about it at all. Like I, I having seeing that announcement and then seeing the numbers, um, and I because I, I think the, the episode we recorded when we came back I pointed out that, like, Charlie and I both pointed out that the con seemed a lot larger. And so all of that information you just gave, like, totally makes sense. It's and not completely unexpected.
0: Now, granted, they, they did, you know, now you may ask, well, well how did Eddie Wade pull that off? And the answer is really easy. His name was Zune. Yeah. The man who created Toho. Who I gather is a recluse even in Japan
3: and had never been to the U.S. before.
2: Um, and really, you're, you're attributing, like, the entire growth or most of the growth to Zune? A, a
0: whole huge chunk of it.
3: That mm. and maybe I would the, not have
2: realized that. But I think Zune was a big
3: contribution. I kind of suspect the fourchan 10th anniversary
0: panel was probably a draw. Which only happened because of Zune. Yeah. Moot only showed up. Because of Zune. Because of Zune.
2: Huh. See, that's interesting, because I, I was looking at it from the perspective of, well, um, DragonCon grew, I think, I looked at the numbers, about 5,000 people. Hama, I know Hamacon and Momocon both grew, like, by leaps and bounds last year, so I'm wondering if this is like a... And so
1: did Con as I recall. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah like I think
1: Because like, I think Seishinkon and Momocon were both like a... a give or take about 40% increase. Like it was a really huge jump now for each of them.
0: That is probably true. And I'm sure that also helps anyway as well, but I really think like you, you can't not discount Zune as being their mainline crazy big guest. Oh, yeah, because, I was just
2: wondering if it was like an economic indicator or something, you know, like, Oh, well everyone, you know, there's more disposable income. Therefore,
0: no, I I really do think like Zune was the Zune was Zune was their giganto catch. And it was—it's a really interesting catch. A because it's on anime, it's a video game stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. so that already shows you sort of a a possible difference in um, in in perspective for any because it wasn't like they—they they also got um, another good Japanese voice actor who I'm now blanking on the name of. Yeah, um,
3: well, they got two good Japanese yeah. voice actors. Yeah. Um, Yu Asakawa and the guy who was Ataru and Ursa Yatsura, who's, I should know his name, and just will spit it off the top of my head, but I, I can't.
0: <laughs> but, you know, usually Eddie Boy is, like, really big on trying to get, like, cool Japanese guests, and that's, that's your, their normal uh, guests of honor.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: This time, they added in this video game guy. But, no one's, as far as I know, no one's ever gotten this video game guy.
3: This was supposed to be his American debut, at least people kept saying that. I did not research that, but
0: it's supposedly the first time he came to the U.S. And I think oh. this is in a, its one of the few cases where, unfortunately, Japanese guests do not pay out. Ever.
1: Usually, yeah.
0: Um, I, I don't care who you are. Like, you know, even with... Uh, they had the freaking creator, Keiwee Bebop, at Otakon. Yeah, Shinjiro Watan- Watanabe. And wow. he's uh, gotten the closest. But for whatever reason... Um, and it started kind of similar to Yoko Kano. Yoko Kano and like, and bands sometimes can be really huge draws. And I think Zune hits for some, somehow it hits that same thing where a bunch of people are really invested into this video game series, really invested, and suddenly the creator of this thing that they love is suddenly showing them at this anime con. They're going to go. Mm. And so I do think that. That was a lot of it. I think that was a big headline guest that 80 Wake could claim, but no other con. You know, Anime Expo didn't get it. Otakon didn't get it. But you know what? Anime Week Atlanta got Zune. And I think for them, that is a feather in their cap. And it probably should be. I, I really don't know as I don't get the Toho's. <laughs> uh, they're, they're kind of like the tumblers it's kind
3: of out of my experience you know it's funny because it is kind of it's a <laughs> bullet hell shoot 'em up and it seems like that'd be
0: up your alley but yeah yeah you, you think that you, yeah. th- you think actually probably is right up my alley as i do it, love bullet hell shoot em ups even though i'm terrible at them
2: i get the impression that it's one of those things you either know nothing about or you know everything about it, it
0: is it is true it is because a lot of it is even like there's it's one of those things where a lot of i believe i could be wrong but none of you know this, so you can't correct me on it. Um, <laughs> there is a whole lot of fan work also yeah. surrounding it. There's a
3: lot of, for something that is just a bullet hell shoot 'em up series, there's a lot of mythology. There's a lot of uh, fluff text, a lot of background to these characters.
0: It It is not dissimilar to, like, the similar movements to things like Vocaloid has had. Or even other things that are, you know, more American nature, like Slender Man and Homestuck you know, I, I believe and in some sort of some senses. Well, probably more Slenderman than Homestuck yeah. where Slenderman is more of a case of a lot of people just making stuff up and adding it to exi- yeah. to the canon. Slenderman is
3: really an open source mythology. You just throw your stuff in and if people reuse it, it sticks.
0: <laughs> but but, And I think Toho is probably similar in nature, but I can't say because I'm not into
3: it. I don't know, I just know there's a lot of people who cosplay it. And there was yeah. a lot of, there was even more than usual at this convention.
0: I, I will also say, speaking of guests, while we're talking about it, I was very sad that Carl Horn, Carl Gustav Horn, the man, the myth, the legend, the editor from, mung editor from Dark Horse Comics, wasn't there this year, and that was very sad. It's
3: like the first AWA, he's missed like. And I don't want to say ever, but, uh, since he started going that I,
0: that I remember decade at least that I remember you know, anyways, uh, I mean, maybe he's missed one or two that I don't realize, but as far as I remember, yeah, he has not been around. He not he's, always, always been, he's always been, around. Like he's always been one of those things where it's like, okay, awesome. Carl Horn's here. I feel better about myself. Carl Horn's here.
3: He will magically materialize a Wings William Issay art book when needed. It's one of his powers.
0: It's true. I believe it, it's happened. Don't, don't laugh. Yeah. Like it, 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 it was amazing. Like the man is a font of wisdom and knowledge, unlike any before. And he has just the ability to go actually, and then make things appear. And you're like, Holy crap. We were talking about this like 30 minutes ago. And now you have something about it. How how did you, you're a wizard. <laughs> You are a wizard, Carl Gustav Horn, And that's why I love him. But, you know, it was really sad he wasn't there. I was also sad that, you know, Ed Chavez was not uh, Rawl again. Yeah. He should have broke out the Rambo Rawl costume again. Although he says he does have the Mr. Rawl outfit already for awesome. Gundam Build Fighters. Awesome. I wanna, Which, by the way... I'm going to see him wear sometime. Yeah.
3: Mr. Rawl, Gundam
0: Build Fighters. Check it out. It's worth it. <laughs> Ed Chavez, also a huge Poke fan. That's cool. Like... Like, really, like, he's really into it. Like, I did not know this man was into Pokemon. Like, I am surprised he's not petitioning for them to create a Gundam, the, sorry, Pokemon, the origin manga, just so he can convince Vertical to to license it. And then somebody else gets it instead. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's guests. I mean, they had other guests, I guess. They had people. They had uh, they had Grego from Grego's Game Shows, right? Right? Yeah. He's cool. Yes. He's cool. I actually went to his one of his game shows for once. Um, I haven't done that in forever. <laughs>
2: I did too. Usually, I think we used to go to more, but I just have a hard time fitting them into schedules. Sometimes they are, or at least the last couple times.
0: They're 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 very much you know they're his game shows are very additive. Like, and if you have nothing else to do, and you realize, oh hey, there's a game show. They are always entertaining. Yes, true. And and I think Grego knows that. And he, he makes it work really well for him. Um, but yes, trying to look through the the list they have. Listen, enemy. I think of cons. Yeah, dot I think then feel, twelve. Schedule. Feel. I feel. Uh, say. Oh, that's from twelve. There yeah, we go. Thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> but thirteen still lists freaking Gustav Horn. It does, there. and he was not there. Makes we know that for a fact. Anyways, um, you know they did have you know Tim Eldred and Neil Nadelman were both kicking around, who we are both awesome, awesome guys. And, you know, Vic Mignogna was there, guys. Vic Mignogna uh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, well, we Kevin... know he was there. He was at the game show as one of the celebrity contestants.
1: Oh. But. I have a vague recollection of some frosted hair. So yeah, that could have been him.
3: <laughs> and he blew it for the second guy. So he, he blew the second guy's chance of winning. Oh. So,
2: you
0: know, so
3: because he
2: he likes hyphenated words. Yes.
0: So all right, well let's let's all right, let's kick it in. Let's let's get let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's t- um uh, talk about things like what we did, what we did, and and well before we do that, before we do that, before we get to the nitty gritty, there are some things that I want to cover before we get into what we did, and that is. Oh my God, food trucks, bringing them back every year. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: More truck. cons need to do this. That's like, true. Trust me.
0: You know, now speaking as a Hammock representative, we want to do this so bad. We want to be able to do this so bad. And we're trying. We're trying so hard because it's brilliant. It is great. So what ADOA did is in the back of the artist alley, They actually were able to open it up from the outside and drive in a couple of uh, four food trucks. And they parked in the back of the artist alley and you can go in there and get some food from a food truck. They had chicken and waffles. They had Vietnamese stuff. They had tacos and they had hot dogs. All four major food groups. (laughs) It's true. And I didn't get get the Vietnamese stuff, but everything else was pretty baller. I did you like need some chicken and waffles.
1: Yeah, yes. the only one I didn't try was the hot dog one, but everything I tried at the other three were, were really good. My only issue, I guess, was they were kind of hipstery. Like they charged top That's dollar for their stuff. That's what every food
2: truck is going to be. Here's the yeah. thing. I know. I, I think.
1: I think we deserved at least a couple of like really kind of sketchy, shady ones <laughs> where. Yeah, you're only paying like a dollar for five tacos. Will you end up with the most explosive diarrhea of your life? You know what? You're
2: taking your chances,
1: but you knew what you were getting into when you signed I don't know. Up.
2: We, we live in the age of food trucks because, you know, we just exited the age of cupcakeries being the big hipster food. So True. you can't escape it.
0: So why, why did we get a cupcakery truck?
2: Because I don't, you know, don't I think, think they make the trucks.
1: trucks. No, no, no. No. Sir. Huntsville has one. There, is, there oh, are awesome. cupcake oh, food nice. trucks. Anyways. Are they um, the
2: fancy high? Anyway, yeah.
1: Yes.
0: And what was really nice was, at least for Friday, and I've heard uh, offhand reports for other people that it didn't happen, but I kind of wonder. Uh, they were op- they were open during Artist Alley hours, and then they drove them back out to sort of a side parking lot where you can go up to like, you know, midnight or 1 or 2 a.m. and still buy some food.
1: Yeah, supposedly.
0: And, uh, well, I'm wondering if a lot of people didn't just go far enough.
1: I don't know. Because... Well, now, now, Friday night, I know somebody did find one or two of them, but they were under the impression that there would be, like, food trucks that weren't in the Artists Alley, and the only, there was only, like, one or two out there, and they were... I think it, may, and it may have just been the hot dog one from Artis Alley. It may have been the only one out there on Friday night, unless there was another place. And so then Saturday night, which I don't know that there was any promise there would be any Saturday night, we went looking and never could find any.
2: I don't know though. Trying to trying to run food trucks that long at a con is probably.
0: Well, I can say that I did go to the hot. My first hot dog was, in fact, Friday night, um, after Anime Hill. Yeah, um, and I did get a hot dog and it was pretty good. The hot dog I got the next day was, was way better, but the first hot dog was okay. Um, yeah, the food trucks were, were awesome. Please, please bring them back. Mm-hmm. That was a great idea. I didn't have to resort to contraband Chick-fil-A sandwiches from a guy in a, ba- in a bag like I did <laughs> last year.
1: Yeah. You say that like it's a bad thing.
0: I'm ambivalent.
2: How were they contraband?
0: Well,
3: there were just two guys with bags full of chicken sandwiches, and they were selling them.
2: Oh no, 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 no! Yeah, did, it, it did replace. Yes, it and I think Charlie, you brought this up. It did replace when they had, um, they had a couple of food vendors back in the same area last year, yeah. and they had kind of a different variety, and the prices were much cheaper. So, eh, you kind of yeah. give that up.
1: Well, I did miss having Buckhead uh, Pizza in the Artist Alley because they were actually last year they were running some pretty pretty excellent deals. Oh yeah.
0: Well, there's I think a couple of other places that were selling food that they're around the edges of the Artist Alley But I never really looked at it because I went straight. I saw food trucks that just went like you know like hipster yeah. to honey, <laughs> hipster to local honey, <laughs> the
2: local, <laughs> local, locally sourced <laughs> organic honey. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes. Well, of course. <laughs> Oh. Still,
2: some question about whether it's vegan, but uh, is
0: yeah. honey vegan? not not the hippies that I taught. Anyways,
3: depends on the type of vegan you are. That's a debate,
2: yeah. apparently. Yeah, that, that <laughs>
3: apparently, I can see
0: the argument. But that was that was a good idea, and a dealer's room was a dealer's room.
3: Dealer's room yeah. was totally dealer's room. I actually um, bought uh, a little bit from this. I,
0: I saw, although I didn't no longer needed them. I did, in fact, see some uh, Dragon Quest plushies. So that automatically makes it. The best dealer room of the year.
2: I I think this is the first dealer's room where I've actually gone around and bought manga thanks to your manga panel, (laughs) which
0: is kind of awesome. So he went straight to the vertical booth (laughs) and yelled at him for running out of Tropical Sea, although he did get more later.
1: Yeah.
2: Actually. (laughs) I bought the last one Sunday or Saturday. I can't remember which day it was. Nice. Okay. Now we will
0: get into... And I didn't yell at him. Well, that's well. He, he well, he had him. He fixed it.
2: The day before, I didn't yell at him. Well, and I was rewarded the day after. I I I only that's assumed that's because I went works.
0: myself and yelled at him. Okay. <laughs> um, he was able to materialize a few more copies. Yes. Okay, so actually, at this point, let's take an audio break, and we'll come back with the events, the things that we did, starting with Friday. And we're back, and now we're starting with Thursday. We did go to the old school crafts classroom just a little bit. We did, we did, we did. Well, uh, a couple of important things happened on Thursday. Was first, I fulfilled one of Charlie's previous moments of recommendations, where I injected Dylan with hug chemicals.
2: I think you were actually the only one who uh, hugged me which which is which is a and,
1: good thing and what was the result of your experiment
0: well i I, well, I was chemically balanced uh, I don't know how dylan i've lacked.
2: never I've never been chemically balanced
0: that is a fact <laughs> well that's, that's probably true but but how did you feel was it a good, do I need to try it again do I need to how can I better um, work at the hug experience for you Dylan?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly a huggy guy, so let's so maybe not more. work at it at all. And, oh, no, no. We, and we, then we'll we be cool.
0: We can, we, can, we can make this a better hug. I don't
3: know. i, I got to sympathize yeah. with the not wanting hugs all the time. Like, Thank that's you, all Kevin. Right.
0: That's still too bad. He's getting a hug so right Basil's now. Basil's hugging me right, right now. Right now. I'm hugging Kevin.
3: Nah, it's just a subtle ploy to get hugged by Basil. Yeah. Really.
2: <laughs> right. i feel like we like should charlie and i like take off our headsets and like give you guys some time because i'm feeling
0: no you already come down to huntsville too and we'll we'll get going whoa okay okay so,
1: <laughs> <laughs> hugs for everyone
0: hugs for everyone i i I'm, I'm a big believer in the hugs
1: hugs for all in all for hugs
0: but we did we did go in a little bit of old school classroom a little bit of prince planet a little bit of prince planet it was prince planet neck was that, was, that, was that really I, I think it? it was
3: playing Prince Planet. I'm pretty sure. But was Prince Planet Knack? Did Knack make Prince oh, Planet? I don't think so. Well, that's a good question. It's pretty good. I don't think so. It looks way too high quality. Yeah, that's true. Knack is kind of inherently shitty. That's where you get your Charge Man can and your uh, the, the, some, a couple bad go to guy shows that went right out of my head, even though I talked about them on Sunday.
0: <laughs> but on Friday, I, I will say I really do want to give. Tons of props to the events team at ADWA. Um, Jason Merrill, uh, Misty Sinclair. Uh, they they do a, a bang-up job. Like, Misty does a great job. She, um... One of my previous big complaints um, was trying to deal with the registration line on Thursday, because they, they never seem to quite know what they're doing, especially with, with 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 any sort of, like, you know, all the extra badges they would have to do for comps or or panelists or media or what have you. And apparently Mrs. Claire decided, you know what? Screw it. I'll give out those badges. And so she set up her own little table outside the panel rooms in the convention center. And you went to her to get your badge.
2: I saw Mm. that. Of course. Well, no, you guys paid the 20 or $25 to get, uh, an early start badge. Like I did. I didn't even have to stand in a line or talk to anyone.
0: Early start is is awesome. I, I do like early start a lot. If you if you're paying
1: for a badge, early start is worth it. Yes, and if you have that kind of money
2: to, double yeah, it was pay for it was badge. pricier than when. Um, the only other con I've remembered seeing that at is Momo Con. It was much pricier than when they did it. Well, the still trick is pretty cool
0: with early start. Is that if you if you buy it as a group, it's still the same price, huh? Uh, but at least it's always, as far as I know, like. If you do it as a group or as individual, it's the same price.
2: Hmm. I didn't realize. I thought this was the first year they had offered that. Oh, no.
0: They've offered Early Start for years now. Huh. Like, for years.
2: I completely like, missed that then. I
0: used to be in charge of my local Anime Con's Early Start package. Like, we would compile the names and pay it in, and, and they'd email it to me, and I'd give it to all the...
2: Did they do uh, individual Early Starts?
0: Well, I think when you buy your badge, whether it's a group set of badges or an individual badge... Yep. You have the option to do early start. Okay. So that that is the trick is that you know if you do it as a group, then awesome, you'll get you'll get it all in one but it's the same price either way.
2: Hmm. Okay.
0: So if you can do it as a group, you 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 can still do early start with the one with the one price, as far as I know, and that's it. But uh, yeah, Misty did a great job. That A, she got to meet all the panelists. They had to come say hi to her. They they had to get their badge from her. Or one of her staff, and so they had to meet with an events person,
3: and I got to ask if we, you know, had any special needs, or you know, got to see us, see our faces, so you know, maybe they would recognize us later.
0: And it gave them a great view of all the lines that ended up happening for people to get in those little panels. Yeah, rooms. those little panel rooms had a
3: tendency to build up some big
0: lines. Um, mm-hmm. They were, which which was ugh. That was the downside of events for Amiga for Atlanta was getting into those panel rooms.
3: As we discussed yes. our room capacity discussion mm-hmm. from earlier and versus how many people were actually there, some panels had really big lines and not everyone got a seat.
0: <laughs> well, let's put it this way. The average size of those panel rooms, you're looking at, they could be as little as, I don't know, 100 to like 200. Depending on which one of the rooms you go into, I don't really want to give. I may or may not have actual numbers, and I don't feel. But how I got them, I don't probably know if I should be able to talk about them publicly or not. I'm not sure because I don't know where they, how they publish them. But um, the trick is, is that yeah, if you want to go to a panel and it fills up real fast, then it then they hit they hit they immediately hit room capacity. and They can't get anyone else in, and so suddenly this panel you really want to go to. They can't. Yep. And that can suck.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there were there were a couple of times where, in fact, I needed I was I was dragging real hard. I needed some caffeine, so I stepped out, grabbed some caffeine, and when I came back, it was filled, like within Ooh. moments. And yes. so all I could do was take the other Coke I'd bought from a friend of mine who was still in the room, hand him the Coke, and then walk out. Dang. Um, that's all right. I mean, it, it, that, that, that happens, you know, and I'm sure the panel is good. Um,
2: well, like I like I said on uh, when we first talked about it on, on Chainsaw buffet like, the panel rooms that we found were filled up were actually panels I'm glad were filled up. You know, like, well, it's cool to see them getting that kind of attention.
0: That's true. And I can say, at least for next year, they're, you know, I'm positive they they are they are going through ideas. They are going through because yeah. they know that they were stuck with tons of lines they were not planning for,
1: yeah. and a whole
0: bunch of filled rooms. And I know there are in fact more rooms they can stuff stuff into. Yeah, there are more rooms that they can stuff into, and I think they thought they had they had done themselves better because they had. I want to say around 20 to 30 more panels this year than last year. Mm. They, in fact, had more going on this year than they did last year to to try and, you know, still eat up more time. And even then, that wasn't enough because, unfortunately, they can't get bigger rooms, which is what my – which would be the optimal solution, I believe, if they could just suddenly magically – double all room sizes to fit in more people. But they do have the option of, of renting out more rooms and filling in with more events. And it might be one of the cases that they do something that Oticon does where Oticon will in fact intentionally do two or three similar panels at the same time where you are forced to pick one.
2: So and, it kind of spreads out the audience.
0: Right, because Oticon is so big, they have no other choice. Like, say it were Hamicon to do something like that, that would just everyone would go to one panel and the other the other two panels would be destroyed. But when you have an over influx of people like Oticon does, and apparently AWA has now, it's a really good way of you know spreading it, spreading the love. Hmm. So maybe instead of having you know doing you know my manga to buy right now, and then have and, and then later on having a culinary manga panel, and then later on having another kind of manga panel, you may want to have all three manga panels at the same time, and then people have to pick which manga panel they want to go to.
4: Hmm.
3: You and know. you'll go see one that's filled
0: up, and you'll go. Well, maybe I'll check out that other manga panel. You know, and that that might be a solution they can do instead. Um, but the first panel I went to, coincidentally, was attending conventions like a boss. Which was done by our friends at StationCon. Where they revealed all the
3: secrets of getting free badges at cons. Uh, <laughs> fortunately,
2: Seriously?
3: fortunately, it was a relatively small room. Uh- <laughs> uh, yes, yes, in fact, they did.
0: Yes. Well, it, the, the trick is to... Um, run panels or be staff or be staff at another convention and, and and negotiate a table swap
2: or, or create a podcast.
0: Um, that works on some cons, not some (laughs) other cons. Our secret is safe.
2: No, (laughs) I always pre-register,
0: but they were full of useful
3: tips of making your way around a con and not, you know, and surviving the process.
0: Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was good. And, it was nice to you know talking to them later on and asking them questions, you know, based on what they said, and knowing that they also don't follow. Still, many of their own, you know. Yeah, suggestions. They occasionally
3: don't follow their own rules, but do as they say, not as they do.
2: <laughs> well, if you if you know the rules, well, then you know when you should break them.
0: It's true. And following this was my um, was my was my split time. Where I was able to attend half of extra innings, baseball and anime and manga, all surrounded by the Con guys, uh, specifically um, Drew and Richard. And it was awesome. It was about baseball and anime and manga, and I enjoyed it. But I had to dash out because I wanted to catch at least part of the worst business decisions in anime and manga. <laughs>
3: hmm.
0: Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> which was um, done by Daryl and Gerald of ADW- ADWO. And as well as sitting in with them was Ed Chavez from Vertical. And they went through a lot of the really bad decisions that both American and Japanese anime companies have made throughout the years. Cool.
3: And they um almost made it entirely about Bandai when in the drawing stage. Well, actually, I think they were originally going to make it about all about how Gundam was mismarketed in America. Then they kind of expanded into all the ways Bandai had screwed up. And then it turned into everyone <laughs> because
0: it follows a lot of same similar themes, where a lot of it is Japan thinks they ha- they have hot shit and they don't have hot shit, they just have you know lukewarm to pretty pretty warm shit, but doesn't hit, but it's not shit hot. Mm. Um, or Americans, you know,
3: or you know, like a um, eighty Vision paying way too much money for shows no one's ever going to watch to license,
0: yeah. Things like that. It was a really, really, but it was a really, really interesting
3: panel. And much speculation that Dando, the Super Shot, the anime based on a golf manga, may have sold single-digit copies in the U.S. (laughs) Marketing data is not entirely clear.
0: (laughs) But I could only stay for 30 minutes of it because at 3.30 on that Friday, I had to do my manga you need to buy right now. Which reminds me, I need to post the list for manga you need to buy right now. Yes, you point. should
3: post a list of manga you need to buy right now. At some
0: point, I need to post that list.
3: I only caught the last half of that because I stayed for all of the worst business decisions in anime and manga. But, uh, you know, Basil does his shtick. He shows you a bunch of manga you should probably be reading. And I'm negligent in that I hardly do. But <laughs> they all
0: sound really good. So what did you buy, Dylan? What, what, what did you buy?
2: Um, I bought a couple of... um volumes of Twin Spica, Well, not a couple. There's one that had several on sale. I'm only missing number five, but which, at this point, it's out of print, I think. so. Did they have
0: a copy of Eleven?
2: I don't think so. There's one place that yeah. had like three, four, six, seven, eight, and twelve.
0: Because Eleven's a, Eleven's a jerk to find. Eleven's like super expensive.
2: I, I kind of figure when I get to five, when I actually get around to reading it, I will have to um... I will have to just get the digital and, you know, whatever. Um, I got Tropic of the Sea. I want to say I got something else. I can't think of anything else I got. No, I've bought... I think all the other manga I bought from you, your list. I, I've, I've gotten a couple of or issues of the Kurosagi Corpse Delivery Service. But that's also been hard to find...
0: Yeah, that's one, one that your best bet for that one is probably digital at this point.
2: Yeah. And I think I will have to do certain issues. I, I found a bunch at the local used bookstore, but they're all spread out. Right. Um, and I've gotten, I've also bought uh, several volumes of A Bride's Story. I think that was from one of your older ones.
0: Oh, I, I recommend that you read them. And then on the Chains Podcast dot podcast.com, You should if if one really does speak to you, you should mention it as one of your recommendations.
2: I may. It's been I don't know. Like I haven't gotten to much of the Twin Spica yet. I haven't gotten to Tropic of the Sea. So I'm I bought a lot of these, but I'm kind of behind.
0: Well, that's cool. Um, I do want to recommend though while I'm talking to people on the internet. Speaking of the internet, Weekly Shonen Jump is still the best deal in manga. Period. It's like twenty six bucks for a year, and it's. Full chapters of One Piece, Naruto, Bleach, um, One Punch Man, uh, whenever they come up, um, the, the new Yu-Gi-Oh! series, Blue Exorcist, and some other stuff. Uh, World Trigger. And they started a brand new vampire thing that just started, like, last week. Um, but it's, like, several hundred, there's, like, 100 to 200 pages of manga, like, every, every week. Um, translated, in, and most of it's day and date with Japan. Like, when the latest issue of uh, Shonen Jump hits new stands in Japan for the latest chapter of One Piece, you get the latest chapter of One Piece in Weekly Shonen Jump on your tablet. Because it's digital, so they can afford to do so. And it is just the best deal in manga. They also mail you Yu-Gi-Oh! cards, which you can flip on eBay. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> and, in many cases, pay off your subscription to Weekly Shonen Jump. I know some people who successfully made money off this. Wow! So, it's also the manga that will pay you back.
3: Now that you've if you revealed know the secret, you've just devalued the cards. So now you can no longer. Make well, that's the, okay yeah. because
0: whenever I get the cards, I have to give them mana anyways. So it's as it should be. It's what happens when you when you're with a, a Yu Gi Oh person. Um, but I'm glad that people are buying manga that I think I think are awesome because I do think yeah. they're awesome, and, and
2: and I really think you do. A good recommendation panel because this is this is what any good recommendation panel should not be. Oh man, this is so awesome, and I'm such a huge fan. It should be if you like X, then you will like Y. You know, and that mm. that tends to be what you do because you'll notice. I don't think I've picked up any of the Shonen Jump. Oh, I also picked up Attack on Titan.
0: Oh yeah, that one's that. Oh, that one's that one. Man, that's a that's a special butterfly in manga form. Yeah. I mean, anime as well, but manga. The dude, his drawings are not that great, but I really feel that that in some ways makes it even better just because that really, you know, it adds this extra veneer of creepiness.
4: Yeah. Mm.
2: I, I mainly got it because I've, I've held off on it, but I mainly got it at this all just because it's going to be a while, I think, before I actually watch the anime. Right. Um, because it's subbed right now and I have to, you know, sit down and do nothing but, you know, I have to make. Special, take special intention to do that. Not, you know, I can't just put it on while I'm doing something else. Special Dylan time. Yeah. Ah. Oh, time. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: But my, uh, the other thing I did, I did before that was, uh, I did go a bit to the, uh, the culinary manga done by Aaron Finnegan and Noah, uh, Reverse Thieves. And, culinary well no no i couldn't go never mind i didn't go to culinary manga
1: because it was full
2: <laughs> i think i had that marked down and i can't remember if i was just doing something else or if it was full
1: i think we were actually getting dinner because we
2: forgot about it yeah well Until we were partway through i know
1: i
0: went to i went to her panel of culinary manga last year and it was very enjoyable um or the whatever year i went was very enjoyable she she does a good manga panel too And which is good because I think we're like some of the only ones that do manga panels, but I did follow that up with eventually going to, uh, to, uh, anime hell and, and Mr. Dave Merrill, once again, does an amazing job of showing us crazy videos.
2: True. I I think in between, in between that, uh, we went to gods of Japan.
3: Oh yeah. 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 I I saw that with you guys.
2: I think that's the that's the um, first time I've actually seen that panel all the way through, which the Gods of Japan and Ghosts of Japan are always pretty good, although I don't know how much they vary up the stories, so, so now that I've far, seen them.
1: Granted, I think I've only seen each one at this point one and a half times, but I get the feeling that... They, the only variation they kind of do is if they're running short on time and they'll skip some and go to other ones instead. But I don't, I don't know that I've seen one and, and been like, Oh wow, I really don't remember them ever, you know, so mm, I don't know. They vary it up all that much, but I think it's definitely worth going at least once to each one because, because they do a really excellent job. They do
0: whatever I've caught it, like especially MTAC and and, and GMX and other things because they're they're Tennesseans, I believe, and they do they do a real good job. And I I would love to have them at Hamaccon. They they do they do good work,
1: and they tend to pack rooms. Like I mean, the 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 surge in attendance aside, even at MTAC, every time I've tried to get into to one of those two panels, which more than the one and a half times each, there've been other times. Um, it's, it seems to always degenerate to standing room only. Hmm. Yeah. They, they seem to, and I could, maybe they wouldn't somewhere else, but man, they, they generally seem to draw a pretty good size crowd.
0: So anything else that you want to mention about, um, Friday?
2: Nope. I think that's-
1: um, a couple of quick notes. Um, Uh, Just an overall note that analog gaming, being in a completely different hotel, was not terribly convenient. Um, You know, issues with getting space and whatever aside, um, and that's probably the best they could do. It was still like – because they would just, you know, take the sky bridge. But once you actually got off the sky bridge, you then had to sort of navigate around, cross a – a semi-busy street. I mean, it wasn't as easy as just going across the sky bridge to find. And then that puts you at like toward the top of the hotel and then you had to work your way back down to go in to work your way partially back up to finally get to analog gaming.
2: The game was getting there.
1: Yeah. Like, actually, uh, I I did make that joke a couple times. like, that what they should because they had somebody there greeting you saying hey what do you what do you want to play what are you interested in and I really I'd said what they really need to say is you did it you won that was the game
3: <laughs> you oh, found
1: man. us
0: yeah um, uh the Sheridan that that, that Skybridge is terrible it does a ba- it is a bad job of giving you from one hotel to the other because I'm assuming it's actually trying to get you to that mall
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I definitely think so
0: and that and just yeah I I last year I was stuck at that hotel to go for the convention oh and uh yeah I was yeah here's here's a tip kids if you want your room for ADWA, way February 1st at like 9 or 8 a.m. is when they go off for they go up for reservations you get on that you get on that
1: fast oh yeah yeah any can it seems like any convention with more than say a couple of thousand attendees man you just You wait for it, and as soon as they put them on, you get your room. Yeah. So, all Um, right. But analog gaming, yeah. Oh, man. the I wanted to briefly mention the Chris Sabat Q&A because I do not do voice actor Q&As anymore because they are so god-awful. But Chris Sabat, it was beautiful because I came in like 40 minutes in because I was like, oh, man, I don't want to do this. But I was like, oh, man, but Chris Sabat, I hear he's pretty funny. And I got to walk in at the moment that he's trolling a Dragon Ball Z fan because the guy asked him to do the It's Over 9000 bit, and he kept intentionally screwing it up, (laughs) like not doing – instead of doing Vegeta's line, doing Nappa's lines and – and then he would act like he would act like he was the victim. Like I, I don't know. I did it that way because you told me to do it, and that made you unhappy. So I did it this way, and that made you unhappy. And I'm just trying to help you out. It, it was. Oh, good lord! It, it is what every voice actor panel should be when those questions come up. It should just be like off.
2: You will off. feel shame.
1: Y- yeah. It. I, voice actors should, I think, should make those people. And the thing is, he did it in such a charming way that it really was like I am, I am giving you what you deserve, but you're going to thank me for it anyway. And you
2: will laugh about it because you will think I'm just kidding.
1: Exactly. Um, so that was beautiful. The autograph line afterwards, not so much. Uh, I guess it was just because of the number of people. That the time, the timing was not very well done. Like halfway through the line, um, they changed the rules of what you could get signed. Even, and, and the thing is, you know, you might say, well, maybe you should have shown up to the line earlier. That entire line showed up, um, half an hour before. At, I mean, at the time that they opened the line that you could line up, everybody was already there.
0: Yeah, that, I feel that's that's probably a case of. The more people you have to attend your convention, the lines are going to get exponentially larger
1: Yeah, for everything. So, so what ended up happening because – because they started off saying, OK, you can get – I think it was like two things signed or one thing signed and get your picture with them unless you buy merchandise from him. And then I was about halfway back in the line and a little bit before me, they changed it to, well, we're we're spent, we're hurt for time, so – you know, now it's you get one thing signed or you get your picture with him. By the time I actually got to the front, those rules were the same, but they were like, okay, we need to hurry. We need to hurry. We need to hurry. They, I mean, they were trying to race people through the line because he had somewhere to be. So it was a little bit of, I guess they weren't expecting that size line. And once they had it, they, they didn't anticipate how long it was going to take to move that number of people through. Um, Let's see. The only other note that I really want to mention then is wrestling in Japan because I don't think any of you went to it.
0: No, that was actually the one that I was going to go to. That wasn't
1: filled up. Yeah, and it was it was really well done. Um the guy, it's only the second time he's ever done it. I think the other time is in South Carolina. I think that's where he's from, but it was really well attended and he did a really really good job of mixing um the, the anime with the live action and just showing like weird stuff, weird wrestling stuff out of Japan. It was just, he, he ran it really well. He seemed to really know his stuff. Um, the video quality was as good as he could hope to get for old wrestling clips, but, but it was, it was really nicely done. So I think it's worth mentioning that. So if you see that at a convention, I, I wish I could remember the guy's name, but. If you ever get a chance to, to, to go to that panel, I, I do highly recommend it.
0: All right. Well, then, that was Friday. We're going to be taking a short break, and we, we'll be right back with more of AwesomeCast and Taylor Faye talking about AWA about Saturday. This is the Awesome Cast and Chainsaw buffet. who are you listening to? Find us at AwesomeCast.com and ChainsawFae.com, your podcast for everything awesome and chainsaws.
3: In case you just happen to skip like, you know, 45 minutes into the podcast.
0: (laughs) There you go. So, because I'm going to talk about some Astro Boy, which was, was, the panel was called Astro Boy Forever, and it was done by uh, Frederick Schott. And this is one of my personal heroes in, in, in anime and manga. He wrote Manga Manga, The World of Japanese Comics, which was published in 1983 and is the very first book uh, that was a substantial book about manga.
4: Hmm.
0: He is the guy who translated the original like, Astro Boy comics, and he is, one of the, he is one of the forerunners for making manga something important.
4: <laughs> ah.
3: He also translated the uh, Mobile Suit Gundam novels in English <laughs> the first time, anyway. Like, he
0: was one of the original, like, OG um, translators for, like, yeah. Japanese stuff in the United States. And he actually knew, he actually talked and knew Tezuka, Osama Tezuka. Wow. Like, he is one of the most foremost guys to talk about Tezuka and Tezuka stuff, especially Astro Boy. And he did. He did a really. It was a really neat uh, topic. He actually based it more on the manga than the anime. And he really went through like the early versions. He had a lot of awesome pictures. And it was it was a really fascinating discussion he he, he gave or a presentation he gave. And I really really enjoyed it. I was sad I couldn't get the knack, which was Dave Merrill's about the studio knack who, who does really bad animation, really cheap animation that. But- Really it's cheap been,
3: animation. That's often really bad.
0: Really bad. <laughs> but I really, really enjoyed um, the asteroid panel. I, I really, really had. I'm really glad I went. What did you guys start off doing on Saturday?
2: I think we headed to. I cannot remember the name of it, but it was like making your own, like making Japanese snacks at home or something like that. Which yeah. was full. wait for it full. full.
1: That was the that was the first panel that we experienced as being full that day. Not the last.
2: Um, I think the next one we, we went to- ended
1: up in Sweet Sweet History, though. Yes, which was really good. It was the sort of history of, of Japanese desserts and snack food, uh, mostly dessert, but um, it was pretty cool. I mean, they gave like a lot of the history of different stuff and. And there were lots of free samples, and I ended up with Purple Potato Kit Kat, which was amazing. Green wow. Tea Kit Kats are also awesome. They would disagree with you. They actually they actually said that that was the one they could not stand.
0: Really? Well, I, I, guess, it turned, I guess it depends on how much you really like Green Tea, because it uh, does taste like Green Tea, but also a Kit Kat. I enjoy it, but I can see why someone would not.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if this really tastes like Purple Potato, but it was delicious. They. I was only sad that they ran out of cherry blossom before I could get up there. Um, but it was. It was. It was a really. It was a pretty well done panel. Um, like I said, lots of free samples and and chances to win candy or just get candy. So pretty cool.
0: But yeah, I, I know that for me, I didn't do anything else until uh, 4 p.m. where I went to unusual manga
1: genres. You bastard, you got into that. Yes. Yeah, yes that I was did. the reverse
0: thieves again, wasn't it? That was the reverse thieves. That was that was that was Erin doing her thing and Talking about like Salary main Man manga and like sports manga and this other manga. It was, she had a whole bunch of really weird, crazy ass stuff.
3: I like the Legend of Koizumi where a former Japanese prime minister and various world leaders play mahjong against each other <sighs> in increasingly crazy ways. Yes. I kind of want, I kind of have an urge to try to find that somehow.
1: Um, cause, uh, what was it? Seishin Khan? It was at one of the conventions. It was, it was at H-
2: HammerCon, but it was oh, the guys who run Con it was did Drew do and, Salary Manga. Was it... Who was it? Was it Drew and
1: Richard? It's probably Drew and Richard. Um, yeah, they did, They brought that one to their Salary Man uh, Manga panel, and yeah, that thing looks just intensely weird. Like, oh man, yeah, it's 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 good stuff. Man, anytime you see an
0: uh, Erin Finnegan panel, uh, she... She knows her. She knows her manga stuff. Like, she
3: seemed to set out to prove and pretty much succeeded. If you could imagine a type of manga, a subject for a manga, someone has probably made it, wow. and probably someone else made a rip off of it.
0: <laughs> was it? It was. Um, what was it? The not alpaca, a little alpacas, although alpacas did too. There was an alpaca manga. There was the other wow. thing. Chinchillas? No. Um, it was a thing that Neil made fun of. Capybaras. Capybaras. There's <laughs> Among Us and they were they were adorable. Oh, man. It was good. I couldn't say from the very end of it, though, because we had to dash, um, which is this, thankfully, thank God we got to this panel, which we called Petals and Penguins the works of uh, Kunihiko Ikuhara, which was the panel that Kevin and I did. Yay! <laughs> gotta say, gotta say, record attendance for this panel. Gotta say, gotta... Let me. Good job, us. Yeah. So
1: it was you and Kevin and a dude.
0: Uh, and several dudes and some ladies. It was it was nice. Like at a hammock we had like five people. Yeah. <laughs> and then at a we had like eight to ten people.
1: Nice. And I think
0: this, two of those. Then were us. I think we might have broke twenty. No no we had, we had, we had we had half that room. We had half that room. We had at least 50 people eventually in that room. Yeah. Like, okay. it, it finally got people in there. And I do agree with uh Daryl Serrat. Uh, when we do this panel next, uh, I'm going to call it Sailor Moon Utana and More.
3: Yeah, we need to get yes. uh we need to get like Sailor Moon and Utana in the title so people have an idea what they're getting into.
1: Yeah. That is a good idea cuz more and more it's it's getting difficult, to like, oh, I'm going to look up the schedule, and now yeah. I've got to cross-reference it with the program, and oh, I left that in my room, crap. Kids,
0: kids these days don't know the names of the creators. They need to get off my anime lawn. Adults these days, no one knows the names of the creators. That's where I screwed up. I always think, because I would do a creator pit. Pe- it has been a while since we've done a creator-focused panel that wasn't going to guy. And going to guy <laughs> is one of the few names you can actually say. And some people know what you're talking about.
3: I know for a fact when we did the first Gonagai Eye panel a couple of years back that they we I know that at least some people who continued to talk to
0: me got turned on to Goonie guy from that panel. Yeah, uh, we we looked on that one. We'll talk more about Gonagai later, but it went, went went well. Yeah, we talked about his all the things that the, you know the director did, and and they people had seemed to enjoy themselves, and I know some people ended up started getting into uh, at least some of the different uh, penguin drum and utaina because of it. So. Go cool. us.
3: If one more if one person watches Utana because of this panel, or a penguin drum, but I'd rather they watch Utana secretly in my heart, I'm happy.
0: And I believe the next thing that we did was I think this is when we got dinner. Probably. But then we went to Anime Password. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Grego's Game
3: Shows which is Anime Password. I think that's
2: when uh, Charlie and I showed up. Yes,
3: yes. It was password, you know. You gotta try to say one word that's not the word you're trying to get them to guess that will make them guess the word you're trying to make them guess. Which is probably more convoluted sounding than it really is.
2: Kind of like Taboo. If kids these days even remember what that was. But it worked out like I learned that
0: either myself or Anna would be pretty awesome at this game. Yeah,
2: well, everyone was sitting. Like I, I remember Kevin and Charlie, and cause I think I was sitting between you two. Like we kept like, oh, I know it. I know what that is. Why don't they say what that Obvious. is?
0: Obvious,
2: man. I knew because we don't he, have pressure. As
0: soon as he, he listed cross, I knew it. It was baseball. baseball. <laughs> it was baseball because that's cross game. I and see I, it. I knew it. I knew. It. I, knew it. I knew the only person in that room who knew it was me. The only two people who knew in that room was Grego and me. Like, and I think he knew it too. And that's what, but Princess Nine, Vic Manana was in it. So that's, he was banking on Vic figuring it out. Eventually. It should have been a dead, (laughs) like we got around to the last
3: clue. It was supposed to be like the dead giveaway clue. You haven't gotten it. So this far.
0: And the clue was anime. Yes. (laughs) The clue was anime. Because he first did cross game, Princess Nine. I think he did one other uh, baseball title, and then anime.
2: And it's like, ah. Well, it, it's kind of <laughs> weird. You have to like trying to figure out that he's talking about a genre because that seems so different from a lot of the the puzzles he gives. Um, I I, I can I, I will cut them a little bit of slack.
0: Well, the only reason that I know is because I'm a really big fan of sports anime. Yeah. And so is Grego. Uh, Because he's a really big fan of sports in general. And nowadays it's hard enough to be, you know, to find, even in, you know, anime fans find sports fans, sports anime fans which can be two separate things entirely. More importantly, there's a trick of finding baseball fans. And then baseball anime fans. Yeah. (laughs) So... But that was interesting. I, I could see it, but yeah, it was. Gregor does a good game show, and I was because I remember, man, back in the day, back when I first started going to AWA, um, his game shows were one of those things that kept me going back to that convention oh, wow. when he first started doing them. Because I've been going to AWAY to AWAY five, and I haven't missed one yet since then. Um, and just for preferen- just for reference, their twentieth anniversary is next year. And I don't know if that means it's their 20th year or their 21st year. I think it's their 20th year.
2: I believe so, because I think this was all in 19.
0: So, yeah. So, well, that means that'll be my 15th or 16th AWA. Wow. So, wow, I've been going to this con a long time.
1: <laughs> they should make you an honorary director by now. <laughs> they should. Well, I know enough of them. Anyways,
0: Um, after that was... Panel of Doom.
3: Greatest anime openings.
0: Oh, no, you're right. You're right.
3: That it is, was
2: yeah.
0: Greatest
3: Anime Openings. I mean, pretty self-explanatory title uh, from the
0: mm-hmm. uh, Anime World Order trio. And for for Kevin and I, it's it's great because they have the same taste in anime as we do. Largely, yeah. And so we're like, oh, yeah, it was that one. Oh, yeah, it was that one. Oh, man, that one. Play King Gainer. We all start doing the monkey in the front row. Yeah. yeah that's uh, <laughs> man I can't wait for that anime to get back Yeah. get back in, in print <laughs> like that is that is a really really neat interesting weird mecha show that I think everyone should watch at least once it, it is possibly my favorite uh Tomino who is the original creator of Gundam I, it might be my favorite show of his that's not turn A eh. uh, probably never be commercially
3: available there's the bungles almost kind of up the same alley as King Gainer it's wacky, whimsical
0: strangeness. But, you know, they did a really good job of trolling everyone with all their various versions of the Attack on Titan opening. I don't think yes. they ever played the real opening. <laughs> well, they played the real opening in that they played the 4chan meme that was turned into the opening. Yes.
2: yes, that was awesome.
0: As a side-by-side comparison with the original opening.
2: Guys, you can put SNK on it. You can't just put SNK on anything. Which is annoying because it's
0: AOT. It is AOT, SNK is a video I, company that makes
2: fighting games. It is not... I know. I, get off and I my understand why people I understand why people do that, but at the same time, I keep thinking of Daryl Surratt's thing about... Uh, or at least, I, the first time I saw him mention this was on Twitter, like, yeah, if you say SNK, you're probably pirating it.
0: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it is true. It's very true.
2: <laughs> you insist like, on SNK.
0: Like, I, I, I believe that 100%. That is, that is absolutely true. Is. You say
3: SNK. people? Yeah, You say SNK, I'm looking for my Shiranui and Terry Bogard.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Or Samurai Showdown. Sweet, sweet Samurai Showdown. Oh, sorry.
2: It's been uh, so long I was, since I've played an SNK game that feeling I, on there. I, my yeah. definition is sort of fluid at this point. I can accept both.
0: You're wrong. Quit pirating, Dylan. Quit pirating, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it, mine is more, again, as with as with one piece, mine right. is more apathy than anything else. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways,
0: I felt they did a very good mix of different kinds of openings. Newer stuff, older stuff. They still need to play the opening to uh, Eccentric Family, but that's just personal, wonderful daily life is, is very important to me. It's pretty opening. Um, I also, for more newer stuff, I would have loved to see Gotcha Man Crowds opening. Yeah, Because I feel that's a great terrible song. <laughs> that if you if you ever were interested, like go listen to the Gotcha Man Crowds opening, then find a translation and realize what they're what the English words that are coming out of her mouth.
3: His, his, it's a guy. Wow. I've seen the real music video. It's a man. That's even more impressive. (laughs) Wow. I know. It does not sound like a man. (laughs) No, Uh, no, it doesn't. Wow. That was a pretty good show, a fairly weird interpretational ending. My mind is kind of blown by that fact. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah, that's a guy.
0: You you, got me. Yeah, yeah. Not everyone gets me. You got me. (laughs) Man. Anyways, they ended that with the uh, the music video for the next opening for Space Dandy, which is by the creator of um, Koyop uh, Watanabe's uh, new anime that's coming out next year. And I, I felt I saw what they were doing because it was a it was a transition piece between uh, Greatest openings and uh, panel of Doom. However, I do think unfortunately it, it broke the rules I believe for for clips that if you wait th- too long you start losing people's interest. Yeah, it, mm. it goes on a little long. It does. Well, I mean, it's because it, it's the full song. It's the full yeah. music video. It makes sense. It's supposed to go that long. True. But, like, and I can understand why they didn't want to try and cut that. But unfortunately, I, I, I do think that near the end, it was starting to lose people. But then Daryl came in with Panel of Doom, and it was a good one. The 10-year anniversary Panel of Doom. Which it is, it is crazy to think... I like watching a lot of those videos and recognizing a lot of those videos, and going, man, it has been ten years! Holy crap! Singing and man, along
3: with Monkey versus Robot, man, that was a glory. life-defining video. Yes, yes, Monkey that was a robot. life-defining
0: video. Like, let's like, let's let's go back in time for <laughs> AWA six here. All right, <laughs> AWA five. I didn't go to the anime hell because I didn't know what anime hell was yet. It was my first anime con ever. Ever, wow. I did see End of Ava, um there, but, and I think that was the first time I saw Star Blazers. I Mine believe I believe we saw Star Blazers that year. I know, like I, I had to run through Nerf fights to get places because um, I still did Nerf fights back then. <laughs> nerf wars or wow. Nerf wars? Gone. Yeah, Nerf wars. Yeah, they, they, back in the day, you know, they used to do Nerf wars in the middle of like the, um, the, the 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 hallways late at night. Awesome. Just, just, just doing it, and um, well, people were doing that too. I right hear. But, anyways, <laughs> um, and the way we had planned it was we were smart, right? We were going to we, instead of getting a room for Thursday night, we would we would leave late Thursday night and get there Friday morning. Hmm. And that didn't work. Well, it, we got there, but we kind of didn't sleep for Thursday at all because uh, we were too excited because we were going to an anime con. Yeah, because uh, we were young and stupid. Yeah, this was 15 years ago. And
2: well, after 15 years, you kind of know what an anime con. Right, is.
0: but I mean, but yeah, we were, we were like, you know, we were still we we weren't even not in our
2: twenties
0: And no, no, I, I still think we were stupid. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, and I remember Friday night just crashing. Yeah, just just crashing hard. Just, and then I discovered what anime Hill was like. Oh, I want to do that. And so anyway, '86. I made sure I'm going to Anime Hell. I'm going to Anime Hell. And oh man, those were funny videos. And and just seeing Monkey versus Robot. That was the greatest thing ever. And then I'd go to Anime Hell next year. And then they played it again. And it was like man, learning about Hino and all sorts of things. It was <laughs> it was definitely a, a a young adult defining you know experience. Yeah, you know, early Hell's were for me. And I think yeah, well you know it's. Yeah, you know, that's where the paint train came, comes from. You know, is it, a direct inspiration from that, and hell, even for Daryl Sarat, that's where anime panel of doom comes from. Is anime hell? It all comes from hell. It all comes from hell. True, and so paint train's really good, though. Just well, we, well, I try. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But you know, seeing a lot of those those doom clips were also old hell clips that you know Daryl would regurgitate because you know Dave Murrell's bored with them. And it was just a really neat, really neat thing. And also he gave me plenty of new material that I'll be premiering at, the, at my holiday paid train on November 9th, Hamacon Minicon 2013. You should go to it. Screw that other AnimeCon in Tennessee. <laughs> wow. Making friends. <laughs> Actually, don't screw. It. Like, if you live in go, if you live in Tennessee or in our area, you want to go to that one. Go for it. Awesome! It's an actual full day event. We're just doing a one day thing. It's really more for locals around Huntsville and North Alabama. But man, do I have some videos for you.
2: We'll we'll see them at Hamacon next year. though. No, you won't. You
0: Won't oh. I might show one or two. But I don't
1: show all of them. He does this specifically just to bait us, just so you
0: know. <laughs> no, I do. Well, no, it's a, it's a holiday themed paint train.
1: Blah blah oh. blah,
0: and, and this in and this year I'm going to be doing uh cons uh new consoles, and so therefore I'm also talking about old consoles, like the old Nintendo, and I'm going to find old videos from the old Nintendo and talk about all the the latest and greatest graphics.
1: Nice.
0: Will Blast Processing be in it? Um, <laughs> that's a good idea. I might I should I, I this might be a more of a console wars retrospective of terrible commercials and and news reports. Because remember when we thought blast
3: processing actually meant something?
0: Well, no, because I read Nintendo Power, and it told me it was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo never lied to me, but Sega was a dirty liar. Nintendo
2: Therefore, Power Nintendo was like was the better. Fox News and MSNBC of its day. <laughs> That's where wow. we learned to be this divided and polarized.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sega did what Nintendo don't. Well, Nintendo did it.
2: What? 10-7. Exactly. Exactly.
3: Yeah, it's okay. Fantasy Star Four
0: is still the best RPG ever made. Uh, so <laughs> that was that was that was Saturday. Any any final thoughts or any uh, final recollections before we move on? Uh, I,
4: I think
2: the only other panel to... we haven't mentioned that I think needs mentioning is we went to business and art, which was kind of cool. Not that yes, any of uh, us are planning to do art as business, and in fact, it was kind of like. Um, it's kind of like when when I went to ECGC earlier this year. It's like, haha, I'm 30. I don't have any pretensions of making money off of this stuff. But it's interesting to see people who are doing the publishing and the or the, yeah. the web publishing and the the artist alley stuff and and being mm-hmm. super serious about it. And
1: yep. you know, and the and the three ladies that were doing it. I mean, they they really knew their stuff. They I mean, you if you had a question for them, they could. Generally, answer it with really good detail. Um, but it, it, yeah, it was a really good. If you, it, it, if you were ever thinking about like getting an artist alley table or just like doing some art and selling it, it's that's a good panel to go to. Um, and they have done. I am almost positive they have done. I've seen another panel that they've done at their convention. And maybe it was MomoCon. I'm not 100% sure. I wonder
2: if they were involved in the roundtable that happened when the Artist Alley 101 (sighs) panel did not happen at MomoCon last year. I don't know, but I
1: saw them at a panel where they were the actual panelists. I'm, I'm, I'm positive of it. But, um, the only other note that I have really, I think was four o'clock on Saturday was a really, was a really dark time for me. Uh, that was the because earlier in the day, you know, we we couldn't get into the to the Japanese cooking thing. Four o'clock was where it was three panels in a row. I couldn't get into, uh, couldn't get into unusual manga genres. Um, so, the, uh, well, actually, I think the first one we tried was anime worth watching, and then and couldn't get into it. Like, well, okay, I guess it makes sense. You know, it's a pretty good draw. Okay, can't get into it. And then it was like unusual manga genres, like, okay, there's no way unusual manga genres is going to be full because that's just such an offbeat topic. And of course it was full. And then finally I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to pick one. Okay. Sabbath dub scenes. I don't know what this is, but it could be pretty entertaining. And it's in, and I think it was in Kennesaw. Yeah. It was in Kennesaw and Kennesaw is a big room. It's so like, okay, fine. I'll go to that. It was full. And I was like, ah. Screw this noise! And I, I just ended up puttering around the, uh, the dealer's room, for a while. Um, then the only thing that I, I went to that I think you guys didn't was I actually went to the Crunchyroll, uh, Roll panel, which was yeah, it was all right. I mean, they just showed some shows. They were they were you know talking about some shows they were getting new seasons of or new shows all together. And then at the end, they tried to actually show the most recent episode of Attack on Titan, but. I think they only got about ten or so minutes in before uh, they had to stop for the next panel.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Well, that that really sucks. You know that there's there's nothing that can kill a con groove than than not getting to do what you want to do several several times in a row.
1: Yeah, it's like it's bad enough. Okay, plan A didn't work out. Oh, plan B didn't work out. But when like you're third tier.
2: Yeah, I think that the. the even before that string of panels being full, like once it had happened a couple of times, we started realizing that this was not our experiences. This was, you know, the con this year, you know, yeah. it was, it was probably more packed than usual.
0: Yeah. That was, this definitely was the year that the, it really was. Cause I've actually had the same problem uh, anyway, pre, in previous years. Uh, there were several panels last year I wanted to go to that I couldn't go to because it was full.
4: Mm.
0: Oh, I never had one that was a bunch in a row. Yeah. Um, but this is really a case where a con outgrows its space. Yeah, And I know that, and admittedly, I, I kind of would like to see possibly a new venue for anyway. personally. I, I think there's uh, there's got to be another place that's bigger. Um, Because I do think a lot of the issues would be solved with just bigger rooms in general. Now, I could be wrong. I have not looked at the hotel, you know, hotels of Atlanta Mm -hmm. to know what they can or cannot actually do. Uh, I I think they've probably looked into it themselves.
3: They may be in the...
0: Well, I also know that they have a really good relationship now between the Cobb Galleria and, you know, the Waverly. That's true. They've done a lot of different things. Um, furthermore, I don't know. For example, what are the video room sizes? Could they do, could, do do the video rooms hold more or less people than those panel rooms? Could they switch around with that stuff? I'm sure they've also looked at that. Um, but I, I really do one. I really would like more spaces in the room. But if you can't do it, I, I guess their other thing is to add more rooms, which is. Something that they still can do in the galleria and this may be a case of since they think they know they've got more space, well they haven't really outgrown it because they've got more space they can move into. Yeah. But I just don't know how many more rooms they can seriously add and also be able to fill with content. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That will that be worthwhile content and and get keep people interested. Yeah. I, I like, just don't know.
1: Unless you use smaller rooms and set up like a projector and sound system scenario where you can actually use them as overflow for the really popular events. Cause at that point, if you could work out something like that, uh, or do something like what DragonCon has done with the whole DragonCon TV thing where you can actually broadcast stuff from panels, like the really popular ones, into the rooms at the hotel. You know, right. something, something to allow for an overflow situation.
0: But now I could be wrong, but a lot of those are like more not more interesting but like actual actors and things. True, where all these panels that we're talking about, by and large, are fan panels, panels that fans have made to put on, to talk about, chat about, and educate about yeah. subjects they really enjoy. Yeah, I'm not. And, I mean, it's a hard sell, and I don't. I just don't know how well that would translate to. To uh, to an overflow room,
1: mm-hmm. um, it's true.
0: So yeah, I don't I don't know. Like it, it, it's 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 a crummy situation because yeah, you know, and I'm positive way doesn't want that situation. I, AD, I'm sure ADW would love for if they've got you know really busy big panels, they they want to get as many people to see that stuff that they want to see as possible. Mm-hmm. And so I know they've got to be thinking about well how we're going to do this. I, I do know that there were like curious spots of them not really using main events. Hmm. Like, for example, you know, there was they they showed Saturday morning at ten A.M. they showed the fairy tale movie. But from eleven thirty till one thirty there was nothing. Weird. There was nothing in the room. Could it have been set up for something else? Well it's anime match game, but um. I don't I don't see why they would need, you know, two hours yeah. Set a match game, maybe yeah. thirty minutes, but that's still from eleven thirty to, to to one. That that's an entire thing that they could have shown.
2: I think the difficulty there is maybe they could move whatever's in Kennesaw in there, but when you start moving like fan panels and stuff into main events, then it gets kind of um weird. Like that's that's almost overkill compared to a panel room where the panel but, rooms are. That, that is very true
0: that is very true
2: and someone's not going to be happy about that their panel wasn't the one that got main events
0: <laughs> but you know but still there. that's that is that is event space that you need to be filling up somehow oh yeah like also for example I believe and I could be wrong and if I am wrong anyway you can yell at me it's totally cool but I want to say that, that the big Zune panel was in Kennesaw not main events weird and I know that filled up, like, insane. Because um, a lot of the people's biggest complaints were how security was treating them in line for Zune. Which, you know, that's fine. One of the most common complaints about any combat, about anything is security. Mm, yeah. That is unfortunate. Well, and I can see it. A, there's a brand new security director this year. That is not the guy who's been doing it for years previously. Uh. I believe actually the guy who did this year actually used to be their uh, tabletop guy. Hmm. Uh, could be right. wrong but I think it is. And so, you know, he's a he's he's got to have a different style. It's his first year. You know, there's going to be a different feel to it. There's got to, you know, there's f- for a 14-15 year convention, this is obviously a year that a. Boy was having growing pains they've have experienced in a while. Yeah. And I think not having this experience for so long, especially while we'll, we're used to this space, we know what's going on. We've, we've been doing this, this way for so long. And now they're changing things a little bit up here and there. And now we've got new directors for different things and we're going to do this and that. And suddenly, and now they have so many more people like it. It's gotta be like a, a, a little bit of shock to their system. Yeah. It's gotta be.
3: I, I also heard a little bit of secondhand reports, which I did not witness, but I got some secondhand reports. So they of uh, the security was being a bit Gestapo-ish, quote unquote, for the Forchon panel too.
0: But mm. I, don't, I don't, I don't, really don't know how how valid or unvalid those reports are really are. Because uh-huh. a, because on one hand, you know, security unfortunately tends to attract jerkwads.
3: They tend to attract criticism just for doing their job, like they're supposed to.
0: Right, but they also attract jerks. Yes, like guys who have power and like to abuse that power uh, unfortunately will drift to security because they get that power yeah True. they get the idea that they are in charge and they will say things and they're important and that can that can have an effect and so it, it's always a you know someone harsh and you're fine but it could be an actual legitimate complaint you, you, sometimes you just never know and good security, that, that balances that line is super hard to do. It is super hard to do. And I don't envy anyone who works security for any convention.
3: Uh, I do know that staff is taking, does take seriously any complaints against that. Seem like there may be some validity to them about staff misconduct.
0: Yeah. Like at, at heart, anyway is, as Kevin likes to say a lot, is a good cop he's a good cop. And um, <laughs> but anyways, let's let's take a break before we get to really get to the final thoughts. I also want to have some things I want to talk about on Sunday.
3: Yeah, Sunday. a Couple things on Sunday. So we're gonna take
0: another break. We'll be back of Sunday. Final thoughts. You're listening to the Awesome Cast. <laughs> And we're back. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I started off... Well... With this weird... Where is it? Where was that thing that I got stuck with? The Godzilla panel. Yes. I had... At 11 a.m. was getting my Animator Back panel. Oh, yeah. And before that was Godzilla. Now... I don't know if this was the entirety of their panel or they just got into it and got really into it. But when I got there, it was like five, eight minutes before my, my panel started. And they were knee-deep into this tournament thing where people were voting on if this villain fought and this villain fought, who would win? And... And they would introduce the villain, so a picture, play a quick sound clip of the of, of the monster screaming, and then people would vote, and eventually, the winner of all this would fight Godzilla.
3: Ah. Of course, the real answer is Godzilla has beat all of them. So, right.
0: <laughs> Well, the, the whole thing was was that they finally were getting to the final thing, and it finally fought Godzilla, and everyone voted for Godzilla. Of course, because Godzilla always wins. Right, well, also yeah. It's a
1: Godzilla panel.
0: Yeah, and it's a Godzilla panel, and then I'm like, okay, well, they've got three minutes left. They can wrap it up and I can just get set it up. They go, okay, well, that's too long a thought, so now let's do a QA. And my brain immediately goes, What? <laughs> you've got three minutes. You can do like one or two questions. Alright, well that's fine. You've you've got till you've got till eleven. Or eleven forty, whichever way. It's eleven. You got till eleven. Alright, alright, go. Take a couple questions. They do it. I'm like, alright. Take questions. Till so taking questions. I don't know if they want know what time it is. It's 11. So I wait till, I wait till like, you know, their last question and I go, okay guys, it's 11. I really need to start my panel now. And they go, oh, okay. All right. We'll take one or two more questions or one more question. I think it was just one more question. I'm like, I think I said, wait, what? <laughs> no guys, I told you it's 11. It's my time. You have used up your time. It is now my time. And I didn't say that because I was nice. Because, you know, they got their one question and everyone, of course, runs up no matter what. And you kind of need when you do panels, you kind of have to expect that people to come up to you, at least one or two people to talk to you. And you need to build that into your panels, Yep, which I try to do at least one or two minutes. I, I try to wrap up a little bit early to give, you know, the next person a little time just to breathe and start unpacking their stuff. And, but now they start talking and they had a guy in a Godzilla suit. I mean, these guys are really into Godzilla. Like, you know, I, I cannot fault them for their zeal, uh, for their costume or, or even their technical chops. I mean, they were throwing up sounds and video and pictures and they're, were, they're were doing pretty good. I, you know, they just did not know how to manage their time correctly. You know, for me, cause I'm important cause I started 11 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's okay because I had done some video, you know, signal switcheroos on my what screen was on what screen, what was not on the dominant screen, what was not on the screen on my laptop in the previous panel, and I needed to switch it for this panel, and I forgot to switch it into the Atena panel. And so I had some technical difficulties for my first five or ten minutes, trying to get everything correct. And I first thought, well maybe this is Windows eight. I mean it's Windows eight, everyone hates the Windows eight, right? It can't be user error. No, no, it's only user error, it's my user error. <laughs> It wasn't Windows 8 fault at all. Windows 8's a good cop, despite what you may hear. <laughs> um Pretty And sure. so I did your whole getting your Enemy group getting getting group back where I show a bunch of different shows that I need to post a list for but I don't remember those lists anymore myself cuz I always make it up as I go along. Whoops. <laughs> ah, I'll post some things.
3: Yeah, I came about halfway after finishing packing the car. <laughs>
0: No, well, I, well, that happens. You know? Yeah,
3: I'm busy. Someone handling. has to pack
0: the car. <laughs> Someone's got to pack the car. It's true, but you know, people seem to enjoy themselves. It was a you good know? panel. You know, it, it's it's something I'm now an old hat at, but I feel it's an important one. You know, I feel that there does need to be a few anime recommendation panels in AnimeCon sprinkled throughout.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah well, I, I think that's one of those things. You can at least do at least two. Mm-hmm. You know for any size con you can do two, possibly more at least one a day if you 're a big con, mm. maybe even more, but i don't know allows you unless you vary it up, but people seem to enjoy it, and at that point for me, I was on a quest to deliver upon Gerald white barbecue sauce from Gibson's in Huntsville because he lives in 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 Florida but he drove to Atlanta i and i told him that we had obtained it for him. Uh, we being my concher for HammerCon, actually went and grabbed it for him because I forgot to. <laughs> so, thank you, Michelle, even though you'll never listen to this. And I found Gerald just in the time to start getting ready for Ken and I's final panel of the convention, The Weird Side of to Guy. Yeah, This is this is all you, because this was all you. This yeah, you were the one that made this panel happen. I pretty
3: much yeah. Even this was the one. Like the on paper, the petals and penguins one was also my panel, but that was just an excuse to get me and Basil more than just two panels. Uh, But yeah, the weird side of going to Guy, I pretty much threw it together from scratch. uh, Hunted down clips. Went you know found all the stuff. so, and uh, yeah, and I did most of the talking for once. That was weird.
0: <laughs> but you did a very good job, Kevin. It was a good Kevin. Yeah, yeah. It was a good yeah. Kevin.
3: And I at least showed
0: some people Glory that is Barry Hercules. <laughs> well, Barry Hercules is pretty great. I went to social media some some Barry Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> that that is That was. Man, gonna guy knows how to make himself a puppet show.
3: Yeah. I I really want a legitimate release of X Bomber. Well, a Star it was called Starfleet in the US, but I, I really want a legitimate release of this show. It's like a puppet show. It's like like Thunderbirds or Team America World Police. Wow. And if you combine the two, I think you get X Bomber.
0: <laughs> Look, all I can say is there's a magnificent black man in a fro named Barry Hercules. <laughs> and Bear Hercules got things
1: done. Yeah. Well, the name like that. How could you not? Right, it's true.
0: Well, no, because they're like, all right, we needed this, this this action thing, and Barry's on it. Yeah. Basically, it's just
3: yes Here's the unfortunate implications. It consists of the white lead hero telling the black guy what to do, and then he oh. makes the robot do it.
0: <laughs> hmm. Obviously, it, you know, implications is white man dumb and white man can't handle electronics. <laughs> yes so-
3: it takes a black man with an afro named Barry Hercules to really beat alien ass with a giant robot.
1: Well, we always knew that, I think, somewhere deep down in our in our souls. Right.
3: Govarion. That was the show by Knack that I can't remember the name from of Gonagai. That looks like it's someone... So it looks like the bad Korean knockoff of Gonagai, but it's actually <laughs> Gonagai.
0: <to guy. laughs> Just done by Studio Knack. Yes. Because when you need shit, <laughs> they've got the Knack for it.
1: Oh. Uh...
0: Only they were... Well, I don't
3: think they're still around, but uh, if only they were still around, that could be their catchphrase.
0: But did uh, did you guys catch any more panels before uh, on the on the big S, the big the big S Sunday?
2: No, I think uh, that was it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't take any notes uh, for Sunday for whatever reason.
2: That's the only I, one I have marked. In other than getting
1: screen. your anime groove back, it's that may have been it. And Italy. then I
2: think we sat with you guys like an hour yeah. and just talked. Yeah. But that that, that that's kind that of was the like best
3: panel. Best panel of all. It was. <laughs> it was, it was that the was, panel of friendship and tacos and tacos. And tacos. And
0: tacos. Oh, the lime fries were pretty interesting. Oh, Yeah, The like, lime fries
3: were pretty good. Like, you oh know, yeah, a taco
0: truck Texas Tacos had lime fries.
3: I like the pulled pork taco. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I had the. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
0: the food the trucks are great. <laughs> Yes, yes, a food truck. You know, it's uh, you know, I, I, well, I want to say it's sad that one of the best parts of the anime con was the food trucks. But no, screw that. I don't care. Those food trucks were awesome, and I'm glad yeah, they
3: that, there. that is yeah, not a sad. Thing. Um, this is one of the few cons where I feel at no point was hunting down food
0: painful.
1: Yeah, true. It's true. It is yeah, they, true. they. I have to just say, they do make it pretty easy.
0: Although, man, this is a complete aside complete aside, has no bearing on anything actually to do with any, any way. Uh, Friday night, I did have to go to a uh, thing that a bunch of other people who helped run anime cons went to to talk about anime con stuff. Just like, just sort of, you know, like a, a, a shoot the whatever. Like, so I'm from this con. Well, I'm from this con. Well, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. They had this, like, off-site hotel it took forever to walk to. Like, it was like otakon walking. <laughs> like, I don't go to Atlanta for Baltimore walking. I go to Atlanta for Atlanta walking. Jeez, <laughs> Just saying.
2: Someday we're already over two hours, but someday I think you need to unpack the difference between those two. Like, uh, that, you you would think it's a simple thing to explain, but I bet it's not.
0: No, no, not really. Okay, is the difference between like a, a a five to ten hour walk to like a twenty to twenty five minute walk?
2: Okay. Hmm.
0: Well, I could actually know more of a 20 minute walk versus like a five minute walk. I would say thereabouts. It's like going like, for me, it's, I, I think of it as like, you know, all oh, right, I have to go with like three or four blocks, not like 10 or 15 blocks. That's
1: a lot of blocks. So
0: like should have got should have found a way to drive? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that was so, all right, here we are. Final thoughts. And we in Atlanta. Dylan go.
2: Um, it was pretty good. I, the of course the the big thing that stuck with me was just how many panels were full and how big it was. So I'm interested to see. I don't know if they're bringing back soon next year, but between that and um, you know the price changes, I wonder how that will even out and if they will use some of the other rooms.
0: Mm. Uh, well, let's go in order of my computer screen.
1: Charles. Yes. Um, pretty good, but the combination of like the, the sort of management changes as they filter down changes through the convention, um, the, the crowd size and the the changes with the media badges and the price going, like, surprisingly way up all in one year rather than them, you know, slowly ratcheting it up. This was the first AWA since the first one that I didn't go ahead and pre-register the year before. And I don't know. Right now, my takeaway is it's pretty good, but... I, there's there's every chance that I will take next year off to let them uh, get their house in order before before going back to AWA. I,
2: I will I will mention that I don't think we've mentioned this on any of the podcasts, but there has been like a lot of discussion and debate about the whole um, media badge thing among us. So it's interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, it wasn't
2: the implications as well for where they're going as a con. Yeah,
1: and honestly, because even when we were getting the media badges, I was still paying the the twenty bucks to pre-register because, like, you know, I want to support the con and blah blah blah. But <laughs> it, it was that combination of well, now you don't get the media badge. Oh, and from here on out, the price is going to be a whole lot more than it was that that was a it was a it was a double whammy of sticker shock for me. And we've got, you know, fewer people going, so the hotel room gets more and more expensive. So it's it's a pretty big outlay just to go to the convention, not including food and anything you want to buy.
0: See that? Well alright, well, alright. Keep going. A uh, Chain's up a fade podcast too. Anything? No. <laughs> well,
2: it's 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 diligently he's, recording.
1: He, he's so quiet. He he hardly. Diligently recording so. everything. Will you say effect. something? Will you just say something? Man, man, I've I should been take barking up that tree of for this. a while.
0: No, I, no, I should take no, mute no, off no, of no, this
2: Dele, so it will echo everything. Dele back. Dele no <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: Do like, it.
0: You 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 threaten well.
1: Break it. That wasn't well.
2: even a threat. That was a joke, but that was a promise. <laughs> it worked, and sure. Yeah, uh, Kevin. Oh, well, you know,
3: I basically liked it. They obviously are having a little adjustment period here with their, uh, little bit of change in management and security and like, oh my God, we got all these people. It remains to be seen if they'll, if it'll be that many or more or less next year. If lack of Zoom may drive attendance down in comparison, but I think as long as there's a place where you can see a little girl dressed up as the colossal titan holding a little balloon, <laughs> I think they're doing good.
0: Yeah. I, I. I at the end of the day, Anyway, again, it was well, Anyway, it was my first convention. Um, and I've gone to Anyway every year now for many years, almost half the time I've lived in this world. Frightening, <laughs> and, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And so I, I know I'm going to go next year. I know I'm going to go. It's,
3: all right, um, it's all for one.
0: Right. I want to see what happens. Kind of I want our, to. I want to yeah. see them grow. I want to see how they handle everything. I find it all very interesting. And it's also going to be their big 20th, you know, uh, bonanza. You know, they've got to have... You know, Oticon just had their big 20th bonanza, and they got Yoko Kano. Maybe I'll, we'll finally get Imagawa. Yeah, or um, AWA. Just a little suggestion. Jam
3: Project.
0: Jam Ooh.
3: Project and Imagawa.
0: Man... <laughs> Man, but we will we be media. We won't be able to get in.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I will find a way to a Jam Project concert if they have you bring Jam Project. I will. C- um, if you bring Jam Project, I will come, and people will finally get to see me totally freak over a
0: band. <laughs> like I, uh man, yeah, that'd be and Jam Project would be amazing. But you know, that's I, I'm really curious to see what happens. I, I was admittedly, it did feel a little different this year and it felt there was a little it felt a little little soulless but i think that's just me lamenting the lack of carl horn yeah like i really is like that that so, man he's he's one of my heroes
2: that'll do it carl horn is always soul is what you're saying
0: uh, well potentially well for me and this is something we haven't mentioned before but i feel that the crowds and the fans that AWA has cultivated over the years is an amazing group of people. No no other con, no other con in the United States, I'm positive, where you go, hey guys, space, battleship, Yamato, and people will cheer. Like, there is an appreciation for, for older titles unlike anywhere else. Nowhere else have I seen like someone where you can go go, I'm going to do unusual manga genres and fill out a room. Mm. AWA, the people at AWA are special. The fandom they have been able to cultivate over these 15 years, 20 years, is special. And the fact that they pull it off is an amazing testament. They do seem to have a
3: higher concentration of, of attendees who do in fact know
0: their anime history. And that is the kind of, that's eventually the fan base that I want in Huntsville. That's eventually that, that almost cultured anime fandom. I want to see that in my town. I want people who actually care about the creators. I want people who actually care about the shows. I, I want more than just random internet meme here. And 80 Boy has that. And I yeah. want it everywhere else. Oh,
3: there was like, it was right before the going to guy panel and I don't remember who it was now but there was a specific animation director panel right before our go to guy panel yeah and that that was uh, I'm
0: glad to see stuff like that you know there's just stuff like you I just don't see uh shown or even attended at, at other conventions
4: mm.
0: you know and it, it just is just it's just amazing and that all bound up into one person probably is Carl horn like like I I think that is a, a really great representation of uh, of the con. It, it is Carl Horn. And so not having him there was, you know, for whatever reason they couldn't make it was a little bit sad. Um it made me really merry really happy that I was able to get him ready uh, this year. That was that was nice. I especially since I didn't realize that I was going to see him again this year, and I, I really need to remind myself memory to self. Kevin reminded me too. I Need to send an email to Carl saying it was awesome having him there this year and that I really miss seeing him at AWA because he is an awesome, right? Awesome guy. And I wish you go to every convention and just exist, and every convention would be better for it. Yeah, um, finder base. I'll email Carl. That's right. That said, yeah, know, Ed Chavez is pretty awesome too. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to set like you know, I can go. Hey, Ed, how about Shafiru being published in America? How about that? How about you do that? Get on that. Oh yeah, we got, we got it. We had
3: Ed, we had Neil Nadelman, we had Tim. Like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of awesome people. I mean, you know. there are people who are regular attendees
0: and, to a certain extent, attend who are still incredible guests. Like yeah, like there's mm-hmm. a way still full of awesome people. Like I don't want to you know discount that at all. And you know, honestly, 80 way is the only time I get to see Tim Eldred. Or see Neil Nadelman and watch them do panels and talk about
3: things. Of course, doubly mentioned Dave Merrill. I think that's why a lot of us do any of the stuff we're doing. It's, it's just, true. Yeah.
0: Like, there is a lot of people that, that are still a part of way that make way you know, when it is on, it is on.
4: Mm.
0: And I feel that right now they are at war with themselves and that their venue is not doing the accommodations for what they've got like it really needs to be. Yeah. And I don't know if that requires further rethinking, rejiggering of the existing space and adding more rooms to the existing space and that will do it or how they're going to remanage, you know, balancing their schedules or what have you. Or if it turns out, no, they really just need to think about a different space. Mm. I don't know that solution. That's I hope the goddamn way it is. And and I
3: think that's a, that's a problem. I think a lot of cons struggle oh yeah. with too. Yeah,
2: and Everything I think yeah. even if they struggle next year with that solution, knowing it, you know, knowing and planning for it is better than possibly what happened this year, which was it was just covered up and like yeah, it was, prepared.
3: Ideally, they saw the problems
0: this year, and they've got a year to think about how they're going to deal with
3: it. Exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, you know, I think this was a case of they probably expected, like, yeah, I think we could pull like 16,000. I think that'd be cool. I think we could do that. And then they got 18,000. I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of, that's another couple thousand people, guys.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: What happened? Yup. So, um, I am very looking forward to next year. And w- once again, if they end up, anyone listening, yo, know, thank you, Jason. Thank you, Misty. Thank you, Evan Stats. Thank you, Haley. Thank you for, Cause I I really do feel that events, that panel staff, that they, they are on it. They are awesome. You know, they, they, and they know they saw what went wrong. And I know that they're planning to fix things and that they've got ideas and they're probably way smarter about it than I am. And they're probably going like, Oh, no, that was a dumb idea, Basil, for this reason. No, no, that was stupid. Like, I can't believe you said that. How could you thought of that? But. All right, we're we're nearing on of recording it well past two hours, so thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Ch- Chainsaw Buffet Podcast Number Two. <laughs> You're
3: welcome, Basil. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I kind of feel weird that you're you're like putting words in the mouth of my my other laptop over here like that.
1: Yeah, don't put words in his lap. <laughs> his lap can speak for itself. Yeah, those words
3: are
2: on top. I will unmute this, and you will hear the echoes. <laughs> oh God! Not the echoes. The echoes.
0: It's
3: like should be a line in a horror movie. <laughs> oh.
1: So help me God, I'll unmute this. You'll hear the echoes.
2: Actually, the great Still thing I'll is echoes. <laughs> won't record <laughs>
0: uh, Alright. Well this has been this has totally been a podcast. This has been this has been the Awesome Cast and the Chains Buffet Podcast. And with that, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. We're out.
1: Panties, panties, panties.